film nerds. Wanna be friends? I'm Dax. I'm Adam. And welcome to Cinepraisal. I do feel welcome. I'm glad you do. Thank you. This podcast is designed as a series of commentaries. Meant for you to play alongside the movies we're talking about. So invite us into your home. It's like we're in your living room with you. Right now. <laughs> the first season we recorded a little while ago, but we're happy to finally get it out there and have you hear it for the first time. So get comfy. Crack a beverage. And, and let's, let's watch, watch some movies. movies. We all like strawberries and cheese. It's various berries. <laughs> all right. Um, various berries and cheese. Various berries and cheese. Various berries and cheese. So, ready? Make I guess up. we are, huh? Yep, I'm recording. You're recording, Dex? I'm I'm recording. I'm recording. You're recording? I'm recording. recording. Engage. Engage. All right. Engage. Okay. Engage. That, that snap was like a second late. <laughs> Mr. Simpson. So FBI anti-piracy warning. Do you know that pirating movies is illegal? Yeah, I, I had Dex. heard that. They're hardworking individuals who, that's what they do. Okay? So, welcome to Cinepraisal. Uh, this is Adam. This is Dax. And it's a very, very, very special episode because there's four of us. Whoa. Hey. So Who, who we, are the mystery guests? Yeah, go ahead and introduce yourselves. I am Zach, which I, I hope is like right over this blaring noise. <laughs> <laughs> I am Muffle. <laughs> uh, and I'm Stephen and, Ray Morris. Oh, did I cut off the rest of your intro? No, that was my intro. My nice. name is Zach. So what's fun about having uh, Stephen Ray Morris here is this is a crossover episode. Whoa. Yes. I know. It's funny when... The Universal got... logo just ended, by the way. For <laughs> yeah. those who want to sync this. Yeah. Per perfectly synced. Yeah, when when you guys reached out to me, it was like I was just oh, about to start my uh, Jurassic Park podcast. So <laughs> No, so the Universal logo is coming up again. Because I think that was the Blu-ray specific Universal logo. Yeah, and now there's this no is question. The, the it original. Wasn't universal film it wasn't right universal now. enough. <laughs> so this is the original Universal logo just ended. The 90s okay. one. Yeah. Sorry, finish your... No, I was just going to say we, and then now the Universal Pictures Presents is up. Uh, <laughs> we have given you like three this options. This is the play-by-play. -play. <laughs> like if you don't get it by this point, like it's on you, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I have a Jurassic Park podcast called See Jurassic Right, so Woo! I'm happy to just... Oh, yeah. Jurassic Woo! Park. Sorry, that font is beautiful. That, fa Congo. that font is beautiful. <laughs> it really is. Oh, my gosh. The first shot of the movie. I love putting trees. They're in the in trees, the man. Of... What is he looking at? What do you think they're thinking about right now? How they're all going to live. I mean, there's no way anything can go wrong. This is fine by the books. We've done this a million times before. But do you think that, yeah, so they've, these guys have like seen a bunch of dinosaurs already, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I imagine like most of them are probably just calculating how long until they can retire. <laughs> it's my last day of retirement. <laughs> going to go home with, with Jennifer. I'm going to have a baby. It's gonna be nice. They're all they're all talking about their backstories. Yeah, they're not gonna. <laughs> well, we're gonna finally build that house in the country and raise rabbits. It's gonna be great. I like to imagine that the gatekeeper is like three days away from retirement, but uh... Joffrey, Joffrey, raise okay. the gate. All right. All so, right. so this is something that's always bothered me. 
so they're loading in the raptors right now. This is the same raptor paddock that we're going to see later on in the movie. Where's that giant, like, drop-off where the, the forklift is operating? Steven Spielberg doesn't care for... Uh... Uh, geographical co- consistency. Oh, and the, yeah, we will we will yeah, find out. We will definitely dig into that. Or, no. or consistency <laughs> yeah. in time frames. Like the way that he'll like dilate time is very interesting. He, he definitely is someone who operates more on the the kind of emotional scale of how a movie feels rather than necessarily the logic of the world of what's going on. He has complete disregard for continuity. Yes. He's a monster. This <laughs> was an elegant way of saying that. <laughs> you hold a civil tongue in your mouth about Mr. Spielberg. <laughs> well, it's also one of those things where they didn't, you know, this was before home video availability. You know, people weren't making movies knowing that you were going to watch it frame by frame and, right. and scrutinize, scrutinize it to yeah, yeah. degree. Yeah, that's true. degree. Yeah. Like, for some reason, this raptor ran fast enough to push the crate back and then went back inside to eat people. <laughs> Look, he's, he just knows where, you he, where home is. You get know, into a raptor's mind. You can't, you gotta, you gotta like, think like a raptor. If only Chris Pratt it. were here. That's what I'm trying to do. All right, all right. <laughs> if only, yeah. if only Star-Lord could just come in and help out with this situation, I feel like this movie would be a lot more engaging. Yeah, yes, definitely more only. Jurassic World would have helped this film, I think, for sure. <laughs> Well, that's the the eventual plot of the Jurassic World movies is them going back in time to prevent Nedry from shutting down the original park. Well, I mean, I, I, kind, of, I kind of feel like we're going to hit a point with those movies where it's just like, we're going to try it again, but this time in space. Yeah. <laughs> I Jason will go, exit if you tell me, yes. if it becomes that's Jurassic that's going Universe, to if it becomes Not Jurassic, Jurassic Universe, World. Yeah. Jurassic Galaxy. Galaxy, Jurassic Galaxy. It has to be Jurassic Galaxy, huh? Um, and then the Star Lord crossover. Yeah, exactly. It's about to happen. Well, no, but th- but they've decided to go with it's this. It's like Bob's Burgers and Archer. Where that was amazing for both that John Benjamin. Amazing, but. Yes. <laughs> but you know, but they've they've decided to go with the subtitles, not new titles for every for all the sequels. <laughs> so, future Dax here. Um, I know we kind of say it in the intro, but. We actually recorded this episode way back in 2017, uh, back when Steven was first starting to see Jurassic right and before Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom ever came out. Uh, and it just took us a long time to ever get around to releasing Cinepraisal. So uh, you're going to hear some things that are referring to things that have not yet happened. Um, so I hope you enjoy this time capsule of our thoughts on Jurassic Park back in 2017 and hopefully i have timed this just right so that i can cut back in to an appropriate moment during our original commentary i mean they are doing a back to the future reboot no i don't know no oh, oh man don't They're even go back in time to prevent the back the original back to the future trilogy from happening so that they can redo it now and make more no that just <laughs> uh, i was almost thinking what if it's like a oh, movie? Hold on. i i love this macro shot N- not just just right there like this whole sequence is so good like yeah. it's so goddamn good sorry steven what were you about to no say? no yeah like the next like the introduction. No dialogue and then like it, it tells and, you so much about who these people are and just the introduction to the dig site i just noticed i like that transition because it, it ends on the close-up of of the amber what and then it the cuts is that? It, then it cuts away to a different it's location skull? where the close-up is them Tiny cleaning up now? all these fossils on the previous yeah. shot 
In what? the previous shot, there was like this like Hold on, rewind. Skull. We Stop. can't oh, rewind. Okay. We can't rewind. rewind. All right. <laughs> okay, everybody, resync. <laughs> <clears throat> and no one said anything. <laughs> we just wanted that moment to last forever. Oh, I always Four thought this people. was really cool. Yeah, no. The, it, you, you get to it, dig up dinosaurs and blow shit up? It was years before I understood what they were doing. Yeah, yeah exactly. But they, but they explained it. we got to break all the bones. <laughs> then we'll reconstruct it. Although, no, but it's like so true. Like I feel like they explain what that is in the movie, and yet as a kid I'm still like, huh, they're shooting bullets in the ground? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sweet Crazy graphics. People. Interactive CD-ROM. <laughs> yes. So I feel like Look earlier, how much flannel there is. <laughs> There's like way too much flannel in the shot. Flannel and denim. It's all flannel and denim. I heard Spielberg just demanded the maximum amount of flannel in this. Like he would just would not budge. You think it's a tribute to uh, yeah. to George costume department? Yes. Oh, they're yes. all. <laughs> well, that's one. That's one piece of trivia I didn't know until much later. Is that George Lucas did all the post production for this movie? He handled oh, run- really because George uh, because Steven Spielberg was off shooting Schindler's List at the time that this was going through post production. I feel like now's a good time to mention that Steven's written a book on Jurassic Park. Yes, that's yeah, true. We probably should have brought that up. What is your book called, Steven? It's called Molding a Jurassic Universe. Excellent. Um, yes, you shill away. Available. Shill away. <laughs> I was watching- available on Amazon. Available what what outlets? Can uh, people- Amazon, Audible, and. Uh, the ebook uh, ebook did, did you read the the audio no i didn't do that who thought, read who read your thought book? catalog sold it off to like be read by like a company to do it D- do you approve <laughs> no they were just like you have an ebook you have an audiobook now and i was like that's cool i mean i feel like you would have done it well, if hold, they'd hold asked on, you on, to you know who oh. brought this androgynous child to a dig site yeah that's a really good point I mean, he's the inter- he's the intern <laughs> he's for the summer. Of, he's kind of like a Family Guy character appearing out of nowhere, like kind of anachronistic to the situation in the scene. Look, he grows up to be cr- right side he, up. <laughs> he grows up to be Owen Grady, right? Chris Pratt's character in Jurassic World. I, yeah, <laughs> I, the I heard theory? someone say that, and just like you know what, internet, I'm done with you today. <laughs> I'm done with you today. Not everyone. I mean, yeah, it could be. You don't want to link these two movies up more than they already are. Oh, I definitely had around. a shirt with weird paisley like that. Are they like little islands, or do they look like pop like it, they're, peanuts they're like, or something? They're like paisley, but like staticky and distorted. Oh, they they almost look like amoebas or something. Yeah, kinda. I feel like I had a shirt like that as a kid. Did you guys? You definitely just threatened that child's genitals with a claw. Uh, I did not. I, I wish I had a shirt <laughs> like that in retrospect. <laughs> I don't know if I've Even ever today. seen people cosplay never, as that kid, I've that never, character. That would be a great cosplay. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty easy. I mean, a black cap, khaki I feel bad shorts. Whoever's listening to this and hearing yeah, us talk over each other. <laughs> we, can't, we can't do the thing that people do normally where two people have a conversation, then two other people <laughs> have a conversation. Well, this is all going to be separated, gonna... separated into, into separate tracks, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Two are in the yes. left area and two are in the Steve yeah. and Zach conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Press track one. And resync the audio. Yeah. No, sorry. We didn't mean to derail your your thing. Our, our, our co- wanting to cosplay as Bradley Whitford. <laughs> no, not Bradley Whitford. Something Whitford. I is definitely tuned out and came back at an interesting point. You know the kid's name? 
Uh, the actor's We're name wonderful. is yeah, we something, should IMDb him something and see Whitford. what's going on with him today. Yeah. One of you please cosplay as Bradley Whitford. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I will probably not do that, but you know, I think it's a good idea still. Have you dressed up as any Jurassic Park characters for Halloween? No, Have I haven't. Have any of you guys? Have... I haven't. But I've wanted to. I think if I was to dress up like any Jurassic Park character, it would be like Montana Dig Site Grant. Just Ooh, all like dusty, that's... and then I just have like the raptor claw in my hand. And that's... you'd have to memorize the speech. I feel though. like at a certain point, that would like, be cool. you'll, you'll have drank too much to be wielding a raptor claw. <laughs> yeah, you know, take away the raptor claw at a certain point. That's, I, I trust you with this uh, task. Okay, so. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> There's something that I want to pay attention to in this scene because somebody called into my podcast and pointed this out. Um, so he, you know, he says later, I know my way around the kitchen. Uh, pay attention to what glasses that he picks up versus the glasses that he's should be getting because they're champagne flutes. But it's something I never noticed before. And I want to see if I can notice. Wait, it is time. it an intentional thing? Or well, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to hear your guys' opinion. I'm going it. to assume yes. I actually was think just thinking about something which I'd be very impressed if it was intentional. But because he comes in in his helicopter and like the helicopter is blowing sand everywhere, and it starts to cover the fossils, and it's almost like his presence is kind of undoing progress in a way. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ooh. interesting. That, yeah. Look at you. Oh, all right. So I'm trying to see if I can notice this because somebody pointed it out to me. So he's washing just like not champagne flutes, but like just regular glasses. That son of a bitch. He's like, no, 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 I know my way around the kitchen. Yeah, they are regular glasses. Huh. I'm trying to. He said it. He said the line. Do you have to take a shot? Oh, so I see what this person's pointing out. There's champagne flutes over on the left. But he's like using regular glasses. So I think it's this idea of like he's just being polite and trying to like use his money to like, no, let I got this drink for you guys, you know, like that kind of thing. Or With your own champagne. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he should have brought his own. I mean, at least it's Moe. I just think that's interesting. I've never noticed that. And I've watched this movie hundreds of times. I've never noticed that there are champagne glasses in the background. He should have brought champagne for yeah, us. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> now I feel bad. I feel like this this group in talking about Jurassic Park is great because we've all seen this movie hundreds of times. Like, in fact, this was like one of the main things that Zach and I met in college. And this was one of the main things that we bonded on was just like intense Jurassic Park love. Oh, nice. Were you guys roommates in college? No, no. no like neighbors-ish. Nice. Yeah, we were, we were we were neighbors pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. Neighbor mates. Neighbor mates. There you go. <laughs> well, yeah, if you do dress up, like you have to do the dirt. Because you got to do all dirty, dirty <laughs> like you dress like in your hair. Just covered in dust. Yeah. Well, uh, Stephen, you and I saw this movie together when yeah. they did the 3D re-release. Yeah, yeah, we and we it saw it together. Your birthday was entirely Jurassic themed. One of many Jurassic one of, Park one themed of birthdays. Many Jurassic themed birthdays. Yeah. Um, we saw it at City Walk. Yeah. I it, always remember as the movie started, um, just one person from the bottom row going, "Hold on to your butts." <laughs> <laughs> it was like, "All right, we're in we're in the right group of people to be yes. watching this." Yeah. Oh, no. that's okay. That's something I did. So I saw Kong Skull Island the other day. That's the one line that I appreciate. You remember when Samuel Jackson was like, hold on to your butts. And I was like, yes. Oh, like, thank no. you. The theater I was in just groaned when that happened. No, no, embrace it. Oh, man. I didn't know about this. Embrace it. Oh, hey, look, geez. it's Datsun. No, what is but it, a secret the, agent? 
Look at that belt. The one thing. Seriously. Look at those bananas. Uh, one thing that I will say, though, about seeing it in a theater. It's a sweet the, trilby. The 3D, the post 3D conversion is like, eh, whatever. But I'd never seen it in an actual theater. And the sound design was so good. Like hearing this movie in, in a theater setting, if you ever have the opportunity, just the dinosaurs and the way that the T-Rex's bellow is like... You feel terrified when you hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we, uh, when Zach and I saw it in 3D, like just the the first time you see the the brachiosaur, was it made me feel like I was a little kid again because it's like it's you know the stomp like the footfalls and like yeah. the like the groans and everything it makes are just ah it was it was it wasn't beautiful. necessarily that I mean the 3D real like it. it minimally helped it but just to sure. see it on the big screen just seeing it on the right. big screen with the surround sound it's so good well it's almost like it's putting really nice it in 3d is almost just an excuse to see it in the theaters again it's like the 3d for much. Sure. i've seen lion king and i've seen finding nemo in 3d as well and it's like it doesn't really add anything the, the pixar no. movies are different though because they actually did go in and add a second camera to, oh, re- wow. to re-render the whole film that's crazy so- did anybody else try to open their Barbasol cans like that? Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. No embryos? Anybody? No. Oh. That's always, a waste of cherry pie. Always embryos. I always Every felt time. bad for that person who's going to eat that. Thinking it's whipped cream. <laughs> oh, oh no! my God. I never even realized that that was another table's food. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. He's an asshole. <laughs> Very quick characterization. Don't get cheap on me, Dotson. That wasn't synced up, by the way. So don't worry about it. <laughs> Stephen was preemptively Hammond's mistake. I actually saw Wayne Knight walking down the street in Pasadena and I'm like walking towards and I'm like, oh, holy crap, it's Wayne Knight. I should say something to him. What are you going to say aside from holy crap, you're Wayne Knight? And then by the time like I thought this whole thing through, he just walked past me. I'm like, well, job well done. <laughs> oh. The heartthrob of the film has arrived. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, wait for it. Wait for it. You got to be dead silent. Wait. wait. <laughs> sync up sync up to that that should be the sync point That's right there point. so our laugh was in direct reaction to the, the famous jeff goldblum laugh <laughs> have you seen that youtube thing like the, the song that was made from that <laughs> yeah that's yeah have you seen the hashtag of that laugh? yeah i found the official but hashtag like steven you hashtagged it one time and I, I couldn't believe someone like actually spelled out yeah how rah, 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 rah. Like, <laughs> wait, like phonetically yeah, yeah phonetically. phonetically spelled it out it's I'll, I'll show it to you after but, this. Okay. It's really great. Because, like, there's many posts under that hashtag. So yeah. all these people have, like, made sure to copy <laughs> specifically That's exactly fantastic. as it's That's supposed awesome. to be. Exactly. And you'll find a link to this hashtag at the bottom of the video. Oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Just. So would you go for Ian Malcolm? <laughs> would you go for Ian Malcolm? Would you leave? Would you. <laughs> No, I'm not going to start this conversation. Okay. You you, you started it. I don't even know what you're talking about. I mean... Would you fall prey to Ian Malcolm's charms? Absolutely. Is my question. Absolutely. When he's he's laying there, shirt open with a tourniquet? (laughs) I mean, it just happened uh, as of this recording, but they'll probably do it again. But there there is a Jurassic Park uh, burlesque show, uh, Jurassic Peak. Let's um, see. How do I not, not know surprised. about these things There's before they happen? There's a show for like, well, We went to the we went, we went to the, the Adult Swim one. Was that Adult Swim? It yeah. was with the the musical. Jurassic oh, Park the musical. Okay, no, we went to the Jurassic Park the musical, but oh, we cool. also went to the the Adult Swim theme burlesque show. I. We LA oh, is no, yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. was the, ridiculous. Had, uh, the Brack performance. Yes, in it? yes. Were we at the same? Yes, it was. I think oh, it was like right. before I actually knew you, though. Yes. 
Okay. Just like, oh, that's that tall guy I keep hearing about. Many, huh. many good performances that night, including, including one of Rick from Rick and Morty. Hold including... on. Why? Why is this this hard to figure out? Oh yeah, it's very complicated. Has he never flown oh, on a plane oh, before? Oh, and then he know, just leaves her hanging. Uh, for people who don't know this <laughs> fact, I think Stephen, you might have been the one who pointed it out. I mean, to I'm me. not the first person but, to point it out to me. I think Jay. It's, it's a pretty commonly known thing that the idea that he has two female seatbelts and ties them together. Yeah. We're, we're pausing for the like Instead gravity of... of that moment to sink in. <laughs> just like the dinosaurs were just female like... and they learned how to breed. They learned that life finds a way. Yeah, uh, I have two, not heard this. He's two females. Yeah, I've never heard this And either. that is not a stretch at all. No, no that actually works. That's why that he actually works. He ties together. He finds God a way. Damn it. With just That's crazy. What he... am I doing learning things on this? <laughs> what? <laughs> No, like that blew my mind when I and here's the logo. Oh, yeah. Is, that watching? Okay. is this well, the most successful version of a movie having a logo for the movie being a thing within the movie? Well, I wonder if there's any movies that, that are there any other movies that do that? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Oh, you're right. You're absolutely fucking right. Is the logo? I didn't yeah, think I guess of that. They do have the logo. No hesitation. The- I'm on it, man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, for the longest time, I was like, "Oh, is there any other movies that have the logo of their movie in the movie?" But Ghost- yeah, Ghostbusters is absolutely the other, the other one. But I can't think of any other. Even Ghostbusters Two, like within the world, they have the Ghostbusters Two logo oh, on the, the Ecto One. <laughs> yeah, with the two fingers up, and it's like that doesn't make any sense in world. <laughs> Because not even in Jurassic World do they have the Jurassic World logo in the movie. They have the no, they fo- do. Well, they have the gate, but they don't have the um, the actual the round the, like, like same PNG uh, that yeah, was yeah, used yeah. for. Because yeah, I, I saw, I watched it uh, yesterday. Or do they have it in the? Where they do have, they have it in? They have it on like I think they have it on like cups and stuff. Oh, like okay, that got it, got it, got things. it. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Which Look, I was oh, making the comment earlier this morning that one of the things that I love about this movie is. They're bringing them in to test out the park before it's actually opened, mm. but it's so ready to open. Right. It is so, like the merchandising, much they've there. got ice cream in the freezers, yeah. like they are ready to go. But And like if if Nedry wasn't working for Dodson and what's the name of the, the rival company? I never remember. Biosyn, but it's technically, Biosyn oh. is, there is some debate in the community whether or not Biosyn is technically canon in the movie world. I'm going to assume that it is because that's how it is in the book. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But if, if Nedry didn't decide, oh, hey, let me shut down the park so no one can see mm-hmm. me steal something, like, what? Yeah. This would have it would have been open. It would have been great. They have the merchandise. They have the stuffed dinosaurs. They have dinosaurs. This CG. Dinosaur. Slightly dated, but st- Still good. Yeah. You know, not many people know this, but that is an actual uh, full-size Stan Winston animatronic. <laughs> so, <laughs> just up. the fun facts. For Very the good rotoing on those trees. Very good rotoing there. Zach, we're supposed to be helping people with our commentary. Oh, not just uh, that. Okay. Is look how careful that is because it's going behind the tree. That that mat line. I think this is like the one. I think one of the only CG effects in this film that I just doesn't hold up. Like, I, it, it, you really think it just doesn't hold? up? I feel up. like the Raptors I mean, are worse later. I think the Raptors look good, and the T Rex is because the, the T Rex is great. Keeping stuff in shadows, stuff that a lot of uh, other movies forget. For like the you, for the fact that this is yeah. in broad daylight when it was done, this shot is it's incredible. impressive. It's impressive, but yeah. the fact that the other stuff holds up so freaking well. Like, this is the one that I think I, is I feel a little, like there's yeah. one raptor shot in the kitchen or something that yeah. looks weird to me, but but just the... You feel the cool. weight of the animation there. 
Oh man, he <laughs> look how sweaty he is. He's like, <laughs> like. Oh, also, this is a random thing, but I just wanted to point out artistically. I like that they made the jeeps red, and because they pop very like readably against all of the green background. Right, and it's a that, very subtle works, thing, but that works both visually for a movie, but also for if you're running a park with a lot of jungle stuff. Yeah, if your jeep breaks down, you want to be able to find it. Exactly, that it works thematically and just as a good visual. Like you are never in question as like if that was a gray car, your eyes just wouldn't pick up on it as quickly. I mean, that was let's, also, let's also be fair. Like, as we see later, if your car breaks down in this park, you want someone to come quickly. Yes. <laughs> you don't want them to be like, wait, is it over there? Parasaurolophus, the least represented dinosaur in this movie, because they just get that one or yeah. By the yeah. Way, two shots. <laughs> by the way, actually, aren't those Hadrosaurus foci? Uh, Parasaurolophus. Okay. Now that now that we're they got the the, the Pompadour. Pompadour. Yeah. <laughs> Elvis. Elvis. Wrong yeah. Jurassic Park movie. Now that we're in Jurassic Park, it might be a good time for me to bring out the Jurassic Park brochure what? that I have of, Very nice. of general information about the park. Uh, that has a map. <laughs> well, that's the brochure that um, oh, Alan Grant brushes aside. Well, I mean, like, was, the only yeah. downside to this is that we're currently using an audio medium, so no one would see but, your swag and no one can see his brochure. But I am going to read, I read up link, to read the general information on here, which is general information. One price admission to theme park includes entertainment, meals, and accommodations. All rides, tours, and attractions are also included. Special group rates are available for private parties, company parties, and picnics. For information, please contact our group sales representative. Park hours. Information about park hours on the day you plan to visit. Contact our sales office. <laughs> I just love the degree to which they went to just making this seem it's like a legit so prop. Mundane. It's so <laughs> mundane. It's just like, yeah, no, it's a park. Join our park. Come visit us. Yeah, I mean, it would just be like any other zoo in the real world if Jurassic Park existed. Yeah. Except dinosaurs. 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 <laughs> Reservation. Oh, wait. Okay. So he says that this is the temp score they use for this. But again, there's already ice cream in the freezers. How mm. long are you keeping the ice cream in the freezers if you don't have your temp score done yet? I mean, you know, that was like a special treat for the for the workers, you know, on the like the casual Fridays and stuff like brunch <laughs> Friday. Like they probably had when they were first building the park, there's probably lots of networking going on where everyone could come on Fridays. And Hammond would probably give like really pompous speeches to like his employees, you know, and like the people in engineering are like, all right. But then like they all were in different <laughs> cliques, like the people who worked you know, the engine, like the people in the visitor center were probably too good for the people that worked in the park feeding the animals. Yeah. I, I, I never understood this. Well, I was just going to say like, so the idea I think is that John Hammond would be on every tour. That's for what the park. confused every me. Every tour. Yeah. Well, unless like, they find a guy named John. Yeah. Otherwise it doesn't thing. make yeah. any sense. <laughs> well, I always thought that it was the idea that this whole video is just a temp video, like just as a way to secure, uh, Oh, a proof of concept kind of thing? Yeah, a proof of concept kind of okay. thing. Um, you know, that, yeah. that makes yeah. sense. Here comes the educational 2D animation. Mr. DNA. But I almost really like the idea that, like, somebody would have to dress up as Hammond every time. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> even after uh, he dies. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> but it's, like, man or woman, like, any shape or size. But they're still, like, have to dress up in a white suit and a right. beard and have to pretend to be, like... Because it's, like, like a Walt Disney kind of thing, you know? Like, I, feel, I feel like... For a while, he would probably be ready to to be there and do that. Right, the park. but that, that park's going to long outlive this man. Yes, yes. 
Or even if, like, you have a cold one day, and you just don't feel like taking a tour every two hours. <laughs> By the way, there's one more thing I wanted to, to read from the back of this brochure that I just realized. It has an advertisement for Kodak Film. Aww. <laughs> it Aww. says, catch the true colors of Jurassic Park on Kodak Gold Plus Film. No, no print film gives you truer, more accurate color than Kodak Gold Plus Film. Now with richer saturation and even more color, and you can get it without leaving this park. Why trust your memories to anything less? True colors, more colors. I just want to go ahead and let <laughs> let the audience know that we are not sponsored by Kodak. We are not sponsored by Kodak. Or but I Jurassic mean, we Park. we we would take a sponsorship from Kodak. We're basically but only for their film. We're 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 cinematic whores. <laughs> Well, it's, it's, I love that brochure because it's that continuing, like, of the Crichton tradition of, like, that verisimilitude of, like, we're, this is a real park. This isn't just something that functions for a movie as a narrative. It's like, no, this is a real place. It would have sponsors, you uh, know? Speaking of Crichton, I also have the book on hand if we need to. <laughs> yeah, this is an audio podcast. There. Why do you have so many visual aids? <laughs> well, if we need to look up a quote from the book, if, if, how many times do you think that's going to happen? <laughs> Because some of us know what's in the book. I'm not one of those some. I am one of those people. <laughs> but Wait, Steven, you, you're you the one the who brought the book, but you haven't read it? <laughs> oh, you should read the book. Dad. Oh, this it's totally really good. looks like yeah. Woody the Dinosaur. In fact, in fact, you know what? Sorry, we'll, I just realized. Let's pause on. this real quick. Hold Dax, on. Read the book real quick. <laughs> hold on. I was going to say, Dax, you read the book while we watch the movie. <laughs> I need to say my Gertie the Dinosaur thing. That last shot of the dinosaur walking away was very similar to Windsor McKay's famous animation. Yeah. Just right. in character yeah. model. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, no, I have this book because I got it for a dollar, and I meant to read it, but I haven't. So I'm because <laughs> I never Don't have read Jurassic Park. But Stephen, you have read Jurassic Park. Yeah, Actually, I, 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 all I, three of us have. Well, all three of you. Hell have yeah! Read Jurassic all right. Park. High so, fives. It's it's a good. You book. don't get high fives. Very much recommend it. It, it's like one of those things where the movie and the book are like, they're both excellent. Like they're both oh, equally nice. excellent. Yeah, I was, but I was going to ask how, in what way, um, do you feel like they're different? In what way do you feel like one is better than the other? Wait, I just realized, so the tour, it's turning, and one of the rooms that like we just saw out of the corner of the frame was the control room. So basically every tour would swing by and just see Nedry's desk covered in like palm <laughs> candy. <laughs> That's amazing. He's probably like making obscene gestures to like the kids that would be on the tour, you know? Of course. And then like the parents would look and he would just be like, do 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 do. Can't look, Wong. The same. Can't look at him the same after Jurassic World. The nefarious uh, uh, Beatty Wong. I, I really like the way he went out in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was appropriate. Like that. I mean, can we spoiler alert for the book? I mean, I don't I know. Guess. Do we want to spoil it for Dax? I mean, you kind of already just spoiled it, so it's not really a spoiler anymore. Ooh, that would be interesting if they decide to use that for the second Jurassic World. That would be interesting. Oh, in, in the exact same like way? Or just, just harken back to that in some way, hmm. you know? I dig it. Because I feel like they used a lot of conversations between Hammond and BD uh, and Henry Wu for Jurassic World. Wait, sorry, a question. What yes. happens to what happened to all these people? They all left. They all left for the boat. Yeah, they were all on the boat. Oh, wait, when does the boat leave? When you hear Five Sam Jackson. Be <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. Specifically <laughs> that. Yeah. Ew, gross raptor. Look how look is that that's probably Stan Winston. I, I had oh, yeah, uh, everything. It's a practical Stan Winston. I had the Lost World uh, egg that had the the baby T Rex in it. Oh, I remember those. Yeah, yeah. And like it came in like a little stasis pod. 
I had that uh, I had the Lost World bull T Rex that you could put the guy inside in the cage. Oh, or I wanted that one so bad. Yeah, I never got that one. I had it the. It was a little ridiculous. And like the cage had like blades that were supposed to, yeah. supposedly like would cut oh, it open and yeah, pull, out, pull out. Yeah, yeah. As you do. That was that was a very graphic children's toy. I mean, all the dino damage was like was so graphic. Yeah. Dino yeah, damage. It was. Like. Jurassic Park toys were definitely a high mark of our childhood. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were pretty cool. They taught you about mortality, about dinosaurs, with a hand glider and a giant like grappling yes. hook, as they have yes. in the movie. Later, in, we'll see in the movie in this. Oh yeah, yeah. When <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's when he, character is a hand glider, yeah, of course, and a little tiny baby Parasaurolophus. Yeah, anyway. that sweet hand gliding scene in Lost World. Oh, don't spoil it. That, look, look that how robot good that arm, look how good that animatronic looks. That robot arm is pretty accurate. <laughs> oh. He's so sleazy. So he's I, like licking his I, lips here. You I know? don't know if people probably already made this observation before, but I feel like Ian Malcolm is the way that this movie has its cake and eats it too, because oh yeah, totally. Because like the concept's ridiculous. The concept of, of this <laughs> Quiet, is you. absurd. But <laughs> you take that back. But he's just a rock star mathematician. Dad. He's no, no, no. But he's here to ask the thing that the audience would ask. He has a turquoise necklace on. So. He brings up this question of like the ethicality of what they're doing and say like this this doesn't make sense. You're right. playing with God. So I I've just always really enjoyed the way he picked up the pencil. <laughs> finds a way. Life uh, uh finds, finds a way. way. So the most iconic phrase that came from this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think so. But but yeah, he's here to He's he's here to to bring up those things that the audience might might think, and I think that's a good technique in a lot of storytelling. Is if you run into something where you are asking that question, of like, well, why would this, you know, what would if you put someone in there to also address those things, it kind of makes it okay, mm -hmm. like the voice of the audience. Yeah, well, I think he's the most successful version of that in that sense that he's cool, so we're not annoyed by this character who's a naysayer. Right. right. We're like, no, we want to be Jeff Goldblum, and if we're identifying with him, then it's like, Hammond is so callous there. <laughs> I mean, I, I always wanted to be Grant, but that's just me. No, no, yeah. And Seabass. I, I like I the that's choice, and I'm, I'm curious if it was... I'm curious if it was Spielberg or David Kep who wrote the screenplay that made the choice of what if John Hammond was actually a good person as he's, opposed to in the book where he's just like an ass. I, I will say I enjoy the flavor of Hammond in the movie significantly more. Oh, than yeah. The book. I oh, mean, yeah. it's yeah. Well, because he's good intent. He has good intent. And, you know, the the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So like in a way, it almost plays a little bit yeah. better, I would think. He's a misguided Walt Disney. Well, yeah, he, yeah, but he's never punished for Disney. his crimes. You know, the more misguided, <laughs> you know, parts of the Caribbean to need the tourists. Which is funny that he's not, because his line is, uh, "I don't, I don't ask, I don't blame people for their mistakes, but, but I do ask. ask that they pay for them." So, does he even pay for his mistake? No, and read the book. And <laughs> okay, see, there's a difference. Well, and then they and they've killed off the character in the. You know, he's he's technically dead in the canon of the movies now, so he never he never will in that sense. You know, yeah, he died of age in in Jurassic World, right? Uh, like that's and it was life. mentioned in Jurassic. Yes, World. Well, <laughs> but I mean, he 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 dies before the events of Jurassic World, so right. it's like there's never. 
I thought it was like sweet. He never get, there's, his character never gets closure in that I, sense. I, I thought it was sweet that on the day that um, he did die, that the was did the director, Colin Trevorrow, like, tweet a picture of the statue from Jurassic Oh, Probably, yeah, 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 I remember that. I, I thought that that was a lovely like, yeah. little kind of... God, I love those it. khaki shorts on Bob Peck. Which <laughs> R.I.P. I think Bob Peck is. I think he's one of the best parts about this movie. Well, it's Muldoon the, was such a good character. Well, it's funny because he's almost he's him and Boba Fett are very similar as characters that are just so cool, but they both go out like chumps, you know. <laughs> like I think I think uh, Robert Muldoon ultimately has a better death than Boba Fett, but like. Uh, it's that same thing where they're like these posturing badasses that uh, get technically, like. Technically, cool. technically Boba he Fett's does not break dead. out of the Sarlacc pit no. later on. Yeah. Yeah. No, Boba Fett is not dead. No, that's legends. <laughs> Sorry, it's I, that's relegated to the legends canon. I don't know if they're gonna do this, but Evan, Evan, and I have talked about this a bunch of times. That like the only way we'd be on board for a Boba Fett movie is if it opens with him blasting his way out of the Sarlacc pit. You know, George Lucas almost put a shot of him getting out of the Sarlacc pit in Return of the Jedi, the special editions. It wouldn't work really, other well, than yeah. to just be a thing where you go, "Oh." Well, George, I mean, George Lucas even said as much. He was like, "I don't get why people liked Boba Fett," so I thought about doing that for fans of Boba Fett. But I, then ultimately, yeah. he was just like, "No, this is dumb." I, <laughs> I I agree. Like, I've always I've always been just mystified by the fact that people thought Boba Fett was so cool. I'm like, but he doesn't do anything. That's why he's cool. He At no point does he do. No, really. he talks. In fact, like, he gives Darth Vader shit at one point. <laughs> He's no good to me, dude. I highly recommend for any uh, for any fans of of rap battles to check out the epic rap battle of Boba Fett and Deadpool. It's just, it like, you only had three lines in an entire trilogy, and one of them was, ah! He <laughs> comments on how, like, he doesn't say anything in, in these movies. <laughs> But like, yeah, everybody he actually, gives him this like cool present. Wait, he spellbound. I like how we're getting quiet as if people would be watching this commentary and watching the actual movie. Spellbound by Jeff Goldblum. Perfect, like encapsulating. He's still on the shoulders. Shut up, Dax. I also just realized giving people a sync point. I just also realized. Sorry, Stephen. Well, I was just also realizing that Jeff Goldblum is wearing this leather jacket in this hot Hawaiian environment, like the whole time. That's a really good point. Jurassic tennis. I, I'm still stuck on the fact that he's wearing like a just a big piece of turquoise around his neck. I mean, you know, he's a rock star. There it is. And it's the nineties. I'm with you, Zach. It's the right there. 90s. I was hearing it. I just want to see Jeff. I just want to see that character at like a night, like a cool like restaurants in san jose just like <laughs> hitting on everybody or, or singing lounge music in los Feliz. <laughs> i know i'm sad i still look how the projector light like, look how the projector light is right behind uh -huh. his shoulder look at that look at how like i, I always thought that was an interesting choice that this space it's just a void it's just like a black box and just projectors like, no, this, this is an interesting set. And look, there, like, there's it's a projector right behind him. They're both being backlit by projectors. It's just like really it's cool such looking. An, no, it's such an imaginative. This movie has such a more. Look I at mean, that. Yeah, like where, like where are we going to put them? They're going to be eating dinner, and there's going to be projectors everywhere. Everybody be light. Everyone's going to be hard, hard <laughs> I mean, uh, and, edges, and, and it's, it's going to be great. Like this, this is like the meat of of the of the movie of like the ethical questions of the movie. The lights. Yeah, all and this conversation. So, yeah. yeah, it's all conversation. And so there's nothing else in this room to really like distract you. Yeah. It's literally like we're gonna put you in a void. You have to listen to this conversation. Yeah. Imagine this in Jurassic Look at this. World. Every Imagine shot. Imagine everyone's sitting down. 
in and a, having in a an ethical <laughs> conversation like that just wouldn't happen. Like but, that's what we've been reduced to. But this is to like and, a great point that that if you're gonna do talking scenes of characters talking, do something visually interesting. Visually right, right. interesting, and that's the simplest thing in the world. In this, is just like oh, there's a bunch of ch- projectors changing slides, but it's like the colors are changing behind them, so it it doesn't even stay on the same color yeah. for too long. Like how to keep the audience visually engaged. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's very subtle. Can we agree that this would be a really weird way to eat lunch, though? Yeah, <laughs> you mean being blinded every like three seconds by projectors? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and I mean, like the color, color wise, this looks like a Wes Anderson movie. You just put like a like a sad Kinks song underneath this, and like, <laughs> well, it, it's because, not symmetrical enough. Yeah, that's true. It has <laughs> to be a little bit more symmetrical. Centered, be super OCD. Like, yeah. The costume design on this movie is so interesting. Like, I don't know. I just like you. They all like visually stand out from each other. And then they have like weird relationships where the kids kind of look similar. Like you can kind of pair them together or like uh, Ian Malcolm is all black and Hammond is all white, you know, like that kind of stuff. Like, Chaos, man. Yeah. It's just it's just funny how we were talking about it. like this movie seems so 90s, but at the same time, like it has so much. It's a lot like more colorful and weird in that way. Wait. So what are the Jeeps for versus these cars? Also, wait, look at... Um, Je- Jeeps Gennaro are, is wearing oh, fucking nose... driven and uh, these aren't real electric. <laughs> Gennaro is wearing no socks. He's a total chump right now. <laughs> and, and leather loafers. No, okay, so the Jeeps are meant for park employees. That's okay. how park employees get around. So I the, guess our whole thing about... the guided tour. So the, I guess our thing about them being red is less applicable here since these are... A little more camo looking, actually. Well, but these are these are on a fixed path. So if one of them ever breaks down, people know where to look. The jeeps need to be red because if they're going to be out in the park, free roaming around. <sighs> See, we broke down the logic, even down to that degree. They had it figured out, and well, now here's a kid. Well, and also I think they wanted to have the those things. Even the golf cart was red. Sort Sorry. of blend in in a little bit in that sense of like, you know, when you're going through the park, you know, it's about making you feel like you could that you're like. You know that you are like going through the the animals' territory rather than like looking at them. And there's from, like, no distractions cage. if you're looking out the windows. Yeah, there's nothing that catches you off guard if you're trying to look for the animals. Yeah, totally. Yeah, all makes sense. I remember being so excited when my godmother got a Ford Explorer because of this movie. <laughs> really? Oh my god! Yeah. So you got to sit in one of those? I've never sat in a Ford Explorer. Really? No. My mom. Um... It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did it have an interactive seating room? It did not. Ugh. It did not have an interactive CD-ROM. <laughs> I did ask. My dad got a Ford Explorer, but I don't know if it was because of this film. It's a cool story. They brought out this car on set on the uh, a show I worked on a couple months ago. This specific? Yeah, someone made because there's a community of people who make cars like this. I'll bet oh, yeah, there are. The, yeah, all yeah. the Jurassic Jeep communities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just there on set. It was pretty cool. That's one thing in Jurassic Phantom that I, I definitely am not, I haven't paid attention to is people know which numbers belong to which Jeeps and all that stuff. And well, I don't, I don't, that's one thing that I feel I, like is not in my wheelhouse. I talked to the guy who had it, Windows who had that, and yeah, he yeah. told me about the website <laughs> what are they that has all the here? information on it. And, you, and I went to it and you actually go to this website and it has all the specific stuff for every car, like broken down oh, by that's the community. So, cool. so that if you want to, you know, sink the money into it you yeah, can that's so cool like well, it, it's fun uh whenever i go down to visit st kitts there's somebody on the island that has one of those jeeps and so like you just see them like driving like along like the big wide open fields and palm trees and everything i'm like this is so, so perfect yeah look how efficient that single take was did you notice that where it it went from um from sam jackson him turning going to the monitor 
like and then panning up um like it just got all the characters in it very very it's like well, a long it, take it you wouldn't the impending hurricane and then yes them like yeah, yeah but like it didn't call excitement. attention yeah. to it all the gesturing like when someone turns one way you follow the gaze then you see this you follow the gaze so it feels natural how yeah it moves around which yeah, is really it's cool. all very fluid and that's and that's definitely something that steven spielberg is good at in a lot of movies is long take unlike scorsese where it's like this is a long take and it's impressive. Like Steven Spielberg right. does long takes that are functional and really move your eye around. Like you almost don't even pay attention to it. Was 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 this uh, Dougie Slocum who shot this? Oh, uh, this was Dean Cundey, I believe. Oh, okay. yeah, Dean Cundey. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've been to where the Jurassic Park gates are in Kauai. Oh, really? Yeah, nice. it's just a dirt path now. You would never know that cars could have passed through it at that point. But They should keep that set up. I know. I mean, well, one, now they would. They have the log from the Gallimimus yeah. chase. I know you can go and like, pose or something. I've seen people do taking you, photos there. Do you think that they left all the dinosaurs on Hawaii? To roam around? Yeah. 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 It's like Site B. It, it is Site B for They're, they're like there yeah. with all the mongoose that, and the, the, all the chickens. chickens. Yeah, the yeah. chickens. Because it is Kauai. Do you, so I've been I went to Kauai once and yeah. there's chickens everywhere. Yeah, no, it's it's a thing. <laughs> my 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 brother in law was telling me that when he when this movie came out, he was so excited, he's like, I'm gonna go see real dinosaurs. And then after he came out of the movie, he's like, I don't like dinosaurs anymore. <laughs> well that that's the thing that like I've talked a little bit about on my podcast is a lot of for a lot of people liking dinosaurs and liking Jurassic Park are kind of so inextricably tied together that you can't separate it. And I find it hard to find people that like the movie, but don't like dinosaurs, which is interesting. Yeah, I could see that. Also an efficient long take yeah, that started with a solid. close up, pulled out, swung over as he walked over. Yeah. And look at all the stuff that's just kind of lying around all the lights going He's on. He's playing chess. There's all this visual information that you can choose to kind of, take in if you want it's very clear that he's a slob because of how his desk is slovenly one might say slovenly what i thought was interesting is that all the monitors are all were all done on set they weren't done post-production they had a team in another room running all the different computer programs on the screens yeah you can tell that no but i think that's that's so cool that they did that because i think nowadays you would just mark it off with green tape and i'll figure it out later yeah, someone will motion track this. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just do it on a monitor. Yeah, just play it on the monitor. Just do it live. Just do it. Frick it. Do, we'll it, do live. it live. <laughs> do we have a rule about swearing on our... I don't remember. I don't fucking remember. If well, the, now we don't. If the movie swears, you can swear. I mean, Laura Dern is what's, the one that swears what's the, the worst? What's the worst swear in this film? Damn. No, shit. Laura oh, Dern yeah. yells oh, shit a bunch. Back to the Future says shit like 20 times, and they have PG. That's fine. Also, don't forget, no, it's one big pile of shit. Oh, yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, he's got the more prominent shit. But. What? There's a count. I think you're allowed a certain number before it goes to a higher rating with the MPAA. Well, I think with... That's uh, a great shot, too. Yeah, that's really nice. Like, the F word, you can say it once before, before it becomes a radar movie. So you have to choose. You have to pick very carefully. That's why. That's why in uh, like Catch Me If You Can is rated PG thirteen, but oh. Tom Hanks has the uh, the point where everyone's making fun of him because he doesn't, you know, he's not doesn't have fun, and he goes, "Yeah, you want to hear a joke? Knock knock. Who's there? Go fuck yourself." <laughs> and so, you just steal my cheese. Oh, was that your cheese? <laughs> I cut it. Oh, I didn't notice that. I'm Adam sorry. cut the cheese, Stephen. I don't but think I thought you that was just the, I thought but that the was point. just the last piece of cheese. 
there's still there's so much more cheese right there. No, but um, but then I'll there's a point the where the I owe second you a time, the second time he goes to tell that joke, he's like knock knock, and then it just cuts. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. So they managed to keep their rated PG thirteen, and that's clever. And it's better that way too. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not even it's not even just that it was to do that. It also just plays better as a as a as a joke. Right. So a uh, good example of 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 a restriction turning something just a little more clever. Um, <laughs> they never do that. That's a great story. I thought this movie was pretty progressive for like having. I feel like this is the first time I learned what a vegetarian was, which I felt like was pretty new at the time. Yeah, also, also, there's like a whole thing about like gender politics and shit. It's yeah. very brutal how the animals are treated. Because like you get these moments to kind of appreciate them as creatures before they get eaten. And then, and then it's like, oh, geez, the world is terrifying. Yeah. Oh, spe- oh. <laughs> speaking of the world is terrifying. The world is terrifying. That's the second well-timed... Firework on a podcast. Firework on a podcast that Steven's been a part of. Are so we a podcast? Or are we a... I, I don't even know what to call <laughs> us at this point. So that must mean that they filmed those scenes first for them to yes. pr- project them. With? I really uh, like, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. That, so that So that um, Richard Attenborough <laughs> and the other characters could interact with Has that footage. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's so cool. So what's kind of neat, I'm just thinking about this, that... And the reason probably Spielberg is so successful, this is a good concept or a unique concept for like when it first was being made as a film. But rather than rely solely on the concept, because it's almost like a B, like a B movie from the 40s or 50s, but it's taking that and then it's layering on the kind of character development that that Spielberg is able to get across with all these different characters and it by by approaching it from that angle rather than just strictly about the park you get you feel more like you're a person going through this experience oh totally. sure like and this movie is just layers of let's see red red jeep you can see it from a distance that's why they're red <laughs> no but uh the movie is also like layers and layers of metaphor too like uh zach and i are always sharing back and forth like analysis videos and whatnot and you sent me that one that showed like that Jurassic Park added like one of its many levels is that it's about the fear of parenthood. Mm. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. You run because all these dinosaurs are bred to not even be able to to have kids. Yeah, to he runs away. away from the little kid getting into the into the car. Um, right. No, like, he's, totally. he's just repeatedly trying to avoid children. Even you know going so far as to scare that one at the at the dig site. And how he gradually, life finds a way even with him. Hmm. Hmm. But what is the, like, what is the purpose of that being in this movie, I guess? Just to, you know, make it deeper, do an exploration. Yeah, the whole whole point is them becoming a family unit. We'll see it later. Oh, my God. Oh, set up. Set up. God, look how gross! Like, but I that love pillar them. was so. Wait, did you see that pillar? Yeah, there's like bones in the pillars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never noticed that. Really, Rick Carter. That's awesome. Rick Carter does. <laughs> yeah. Rick Carter does some amazing work in this Uh-oh, movie. Uh, wait, is this it? Reese's Pieces. Look at those master floppies. copy. Copy. I uh, bet it could hold a whole megabyte. Play the QuickTime thing. Oh yeah, I bet that floppy could hold maybe two megabytes. Yeah. 
Shut up, Genera. Do kids know what floppies are now? No. I mean, they probably don't assume it's discs. <laughs> I love how Lex purposely tries to hold his hand. I think that's so great. And it's super awkward. <laughs> it's interesting. I was just thinking about this. He's obsessed with creatures that have once existed, but yeah. he's not obsessed with like trying to create new life. Well, if yeah. If you want to extend that that idea. Well, yeah. I mean, he's Why an astronomer. Not? He's not an astronaut, you know. And Billy was an astronaut. Well done, sir. <laughs> well done. <laughs> How did I reference Jurassic Park three in here? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna this, find a way. This moment is reminiscent. Or this moment is the moment in Jurassic World that I like the most is reminiscent of this scene, um, which is the dying brontosaur. Apotosaurus. Because they used a real. Yeah, it's the only animatronic in Jurassic World is and the Apotosaurus head. It's, it works so well for that. And it's it's um, just such a like touching excuse me. shot. It's a brachiosaur. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping for more animatronics in Jurassic World. I know they had that. And they had, I think it was the raptor heads well, the, they, that they, they were augmented. Just, they know right? they were just stand-ins. They were completely CGI'd. Over. Oh, they were because they also CGI'd had because they also had um, models that, like full-size models of the dimetridons or the dimorphodons. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they were CG'd over. So they had puppets. Yeah, but I mean, they, they weren't. They weren't puppets. like. But they weren't like you know. They're like the rubber swords in Lord of the Rings. Like they weren't. Oh, like, just stand-ins. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. They weren't meant to be visually like scrutinized like a, a hero prop or anything like oh, that. Oh, gotcha. So that was the only uh, yeah, practical effect? Yeah, the, the only uh, practical effect the... is the apotosaur's head. Yeah. Not even the body. Just, yeah. just the head, just the neck. Ah. But uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom has already has a lot more animatronics and stuff than... Oh, nice. Cool. Um, but Legacy Effects, which is Stan Winston's like baby company that was born after Stan Winston mm -hmm. passed away. Uh, they, they aren't doing that. Perfect. So I was, we were just like, I think both Adam and I were looking at just that eye so on, good. on the animatronic. Like it genuinely looked painful. Like it looked painful and irritated. So, yeah. So what else is there about, also, about Jurassic like, World? I, <laughs> I love the way like Dr. Harding just, you know, he, he, he just refers to them as the animals. Like, oh, yeah, we know those berries are toxic, but the animals don't eat them. Like, <laughs> like he's just so like, yeah, yeah, dinosaurs, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I but I think you would like I think your mind would adapt. I think your brain would be like, of course you, it would. Be, especially if you're a scientist, you would just like or, you know, you would you would you would stop being marveled by them after a while. And you would just be like, yeah, I, I think that's such a great touch. I don't ever like want to live saying. in a world where I'm not marveled by a dinosaur standing in front of me. <laughs> They're already dinosaurs. Wow enough. Yeah. Wow enough. Uh, well, I, I mean, another canon question is, is Dr. Harding, Sarah Harding's father? Because there's two Hardings yes, yes. in the Jurassic Park universe. So I remember thinking that when I was a kid. <laughs> well, the game, the ga the one of the. the um, oh, here it is. Classic line. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> You're saying, Stephen. Oh, uh, in in one of the video games. Uh, they actually made that idea like official or whatever. Uh, uh, for, it was the ta uh, the telltale 
the company oh, okay. that did a Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. Um, they did a Jurassic Park game that was horrible. And then really? also I Telltale. Heard such good things about it. No, it's, I heard it's. I mean, I haven't played it, so I mean, the writing in Telltale but, is always solid. But, but they got in good. trouble because they they were making people from their own company give positive reviews to the game on like websites. And stuff, wow. Which is not. I mean, obviously Telltale has come a long way, and their Walking Dead game is generally marveled they also did strong bads uh amazing game for attractive people i think i love the i wish i could get like a skin of the jurassic like the jurassic park interface on all the computers and have that be like the interface on my laptop um it'd be great just have it be your background thing oh really i think there's actually an online thing where it 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 shows you the screen that you can actually type in like code to get and he's like haha oh that's so cool yeah i'll try to find it after yeah this. yeah i would love i would love to see that so be... so i think we should try to include that link on on the video there's gonna be a lot of links here oh yeah so i be just a lot want of links. i want to point out something visual that just happened which is both Adam and I leaned back into the couch finally because I think our backs were starting to hurt. But this movie was so engaging to us that we had all just kind of leaned in as much as we could. It's a oh, there time. it is. It's a quick time video. Quick time. This is not live footage. <laughs> no, it's only like 30 more seconds of live footage. You can see it's timed out. The guy has to hang up at that point. Yeah, sorry, we're all out what of What is video. that, like, 120p? It's weird when looking at this in the Blu-ray, you can actually see the pixelation of Yeah, that's video. what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't feel like so I recognize that growing up, like, watching it on VHS to DVD to, like... Yeah. I don't think I could tell until... There was, there was a moment that isn't problematic now, but it was at the time for... Did you ever see Hancock? Yes. Um, the, the Will Smith superhero movie... Um, there is a scene in it where they're like, you can't go doing this. And look at this thing on YouTube. And it showed something on YouTube. And of course, the quality of the video was like perfect 35 millimeter quality film oh, yeah, that yeah. played beautifully. And my first thought was like, YouTube isn't capable of that bandwidth. Like, you can't watch something that high quality. Now you can watch 8K yeah. videos on yeah. YouTube. So now it's accurate. But it wasn't at the time that it came out. That is so not suspicious, Henry. <laughs> I like that it's execute. It's like asking you if you want to execute it. It's it's not just showing that that's the option. Wait, I like that he had the stop <laughs> and reset ability in case he was just like, wait, shit, not now. And of course, the reason that the CG coming up for the T-Rexes looks better is because they decided to do it in the dark, in rain, in the most proper settings that you could. Even today, like you, you have to understand like the limitations of like that's why so much CG, right? Like even today looks like garbage. Work within your means. Still, yeah, work within your means. Exactly. And, and I always point this out. District Nine had a one of the best. Yeah, had a, a budgetary yeah. problem where they they were like, okay, we can't. We're not Avatar, but like they decided, cool. What can we make look good? We can make hard-shelled aliens rather than ones that have soft skin because right. as soon as you start going too organic it costs more money to make those things convincing so they went okay if we make them have hard-shelled and be feel like something like that's easier to create that's so cool. yeah but it also just helped the movie have a distinctive feel to it so well so the the whole comment about having the and like doing the cg at night like, I'm a big fan of, like, the old movie serials from the 30s and 40s. And, like, for Republic Pictures, the Lidecker brothers always did their effects. And one of the things they always said when you're doing model work is keep it distant and keep it dark. 
And so I just think it's funny that even though the technology we use has changed, the basic principle of keep it distant and keep it dark mm. still applies. That's so interesting. I didn't know about about model work. That's yeah. so funny. Well, and then I I mean, to me, I'm just always tickled by the fact that, oh, yeah, this movie only has six minutes worth of CGI. There's a lot of good close up shots in this movie. Really good. I mean, almost macro kind of shots where it's very intense details. I don't know if does Spielberg do that in many other films. Does it feel like just feels like there's a lot of like. And here's this thing, and here's this tiny little detail. And this well, tiny little well, I was like, you know, we we you mentioning about Spielberg, like he doesn't call attention to his techniques, you know. Right, we're calling attention to his technique. Yeah. Well, that, that's why, like, I feel like his technique is really hard to describe. Like, yeah. Like I like I can I can look at a Spielberg movie and like know it's a Spielberg movie, but I wouldn't be able to really break it down into pieces and tell you why I know. I that. know why that is. I know why that is. Okay. Because. I I, th I think that Spielberg defined the way that movies are now. And we grew up on in that, this world in this world of how movies are done. It's almost like when you speak English, if you that's your language, you don't hear your own accent. That's interesting. You 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 don't, but other people can hear your accent. Anybody else want to weigh in on that? I mean, yeah, I mean I mean a lot of people say Jaws is the birth of the American blockbuster uh even at Santa Barbara, the blockbuster class, which I never took, but Evan did. I think Jaws was like, you know, the first Ameri like the first modern blockbuster uh, that paved the way for today. And then I would say Jurassic Park is the modern blockbuster perfected and that we owe everything to this movie. Which is like funny because they're both creature feature horror films kind yeah. of. But I wouldn't I don't feel like Jurassic Park is a horror film. You know I, you what know, I mean? I mean, but it's it's a movie that, you know, again, on my podcast where I talk to people about their experiences watching this movie growing up, everyone talks about how much this movie scared them as a kid. Right. But oh, it's yeah. like, it I wouldn't call scary. it a horror movie. Well, like, know? what do you even nail this down as genre wise? Like, it's science fiction, horror, drama, there's comedic elements. Like, it's just across the board, like just a solid movie of all kinds. Yeah, I mean, I think adventure movie is probably like the most. Yeah, that's like the closest. Adventure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, like, that, it's funny because uh, people always ask me, like, you know, what kind of movies do you want to make? And I always say adventure movies. And I'm like, well, what's that? And it's, it, again, it's hard to really break down and say, like, it's this, that, or the other because most people are like, is it sci fi? Is it drama? Is it fantasy? Yeah. It, but adventure movies, like, to me, it's always like, it's this. You're in an alien location. There's a task to be done, and we're just along for the ride. Ooh, that's a good way to describe. I like that a lot. Hmm. I mean, cool. and I think I'm a lot have to remember that because I just made it up. Nice. <laughs> if well, only think, we were recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a lot of people now, because they grew up watching these movies, now it's almost like emblem. You know, you know that made all you know Jurassic Park and ET and. And stuff like that. It's like now that's its own genre with Stranger Things and like J.J. Abrams. Uh, right. Yeah. Like that stuff. It's like now people oh, like totally Stranger Things is praying at the altar of Spielberg. Yeah. In, yeah. In almost every way. Yeah. But it's but now that's become a genre in and of itself. It's like a Spielberg movie or an emblem film. I'd say Stranger Things feels more like Spielberg than Jurassic World or like. Oh, for sure. Sequels yeah. that are made to the movies he's made. Yeah. Um, 
Because it's more about the feeling than the content. Is anybody else a Lost World fan? Because I've really enjoyed the Lost World. <laughs> I let's have this discussion. Um, I mean, I, I I mean, I would say I enjoy Jurassic World better, and I think Lost World is one of Spielberg's wait, wait, worst like movies. You like Jurassic World, World better than, than Lost World? Mm -hmm. Really? I think wow. it's I think it's 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 trying to take ownership again of the idea of like, and I, I don't think it does it very. I, I think it does it plays it safe, but. I think the problem with Lost World is that like we love dinosaurs and yet we have somebody telling us how stupid we are for liking dinosaurs throughout the whole movie. And which is why like it makes Jeff Goldblum's character unlikable, you know, hmm. which I think like we want Jeff Goldblum to be. I mean, nobody likes Jeff Goldblum from Lost World. We love Jeff Goldblum in this movie because he's snarky. He doesn't give a shit. He has nothing like I on like the Jeff line. Goldblum. He's not meant Lost to have World. an arc. Yeah. Okay. No, no. He's the Jack Sparrow of this <laughs> exactly. movie. Exactly. That My biggest pet peeve about like the pirates movies is when people think that Jack Sparrow is the main character. He's not the main character. He's a shapeshifter kind of side character. He's the trickster. Archetype. He's the trickster. Um, Will and Elizabeth are the main characters of those movies. Some coffee before. <laughs> Zach is, is getting up momentarily. You have a problem, sir. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I got nitro. I got this sweet nitro. But, nice. But you're not supposed to take a side character and make them the main character. The only instance that I've seen of it that I thought was acceptable, actually, and it, it's not a perfect film, but uh, Finding Dory, I thought. Yeah, you were a, you were talking to me about. It. I thought I that thought was really it fascinating. Was really interesting what they decided to do, and that they they went okay. Look at her quirk from another angle of that. This is actually a mental. It just health. makes you feel bad about enjoying her quirk in the first movie, right? But you're like, oh shit, it's a mental health issue, and so it's interesting because they do find a different way of displaying it, and she's Ooh, pretty much Lamb the same character. Lamb chop, such a great. I would have loved to. Have, I wish there's footage of that moment, like behind the scenes footage. I would love to <laughs> someone see just someone throwing just a throwing yeah, like yeah. a severed animal <laughs> limb. No, um, I, I, yes, but yeah, like you don't so want to see the Ian Malcolm from this movie as anything That's, but the character he is here. So be interesting. This is why I need large animatronics. Yeah, like yeah. really, this would all be CG, and it would just not be the same. Yeah, it's interesting to see what they're going to do with this character in Jurassic World. Well, it's just funny because like you, you both are like in such solid agreement, and like I think both Zach and I did enjoy Ian Malcolm in Lost World. No, no, I mean like, I, he's a different flavor of character. Because he's seen what he's seen, but I don't know. Like, I think towards the beginning, yeah, like you said, he's telling us we're stupid for liking dinosaurs. But he also, like, puts his life on the line to get the dinosaurs free and get them back to the island. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. Like, especially especially in the... His arc is coming around to to the audience. Well, and yeah, and somebody pointed this out to me. Oh, it looks so good. So um, good. That's he chooses. That's to, not an animatronic. Yeah, <laughs> but at the end of Lost World, he chooses to come back to do the right thing, which right. says a lot about his character. That I think is really cool. Right. You know what it is more than I'm just thinking of this from an animator's perspective. More than the texturing of. The T-Rex, the reason it's good is just in how it moves. Yeah. They make, oh, yeah. They make it, and the sound design around it, they make it feel like it's heavy and like it it, it has this kind of, because if it was running quickly, you'd be like, that looks well, fake. You, you, know, you know how they did it, though? Because originally all the dinosaurs were going to be stop motion. 
And oh, so yeah, that's right. So they mm-hmm. actually built rigs and had stop motion animators moving the rigs, and those like the rigs would feed the information to the CG models. The, so you're watching stop motion CG models in the Wes Anderson version of Jurassic Park. They would be they would just be motion. stop motion. Yeah. Well, the, the, the Tim Burton version directed by Henry Selick, probably. <laughs> well, they did. Tim Burton did bid or not Tim Burton, but the studio bid for Tim Burton to Jurassic Jurassic. World. Speaking of Henry Selick. Jurassic Park, I mean. Um, Interesting. Which would have been a very different movie. Yes. Oh, look at the way its eye dilated. Uh, like, its pupil actually changed because of the light being shined in yeah. it. Yeah. Dang it. That's so good. I, I think part of the reason it looks so good is the animatronic and not, you know, if it was today, it would be CG. Well, because it's c- limited. But there have been CG scenes. Yes, like but, but very sparingly, only when it was completely necessary to see, like, the and full animal. But that's also the thing is because you have the rain and the darkness, it blends yes. these shots together. But the limitations on the practical effect, the limitations on the whole mechanic of the... Uh, oh, oh, man. <laughs> they definitely, of the creature, uh, really, like, uh, it helps it a lot. They, I think they definitely fixed the issue they had with Jaws. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Oh the yeah. Shark won't work. T Rex is working. Quick shoot. Well, <laughs> yeah. Actually, they did have a problem with the T Rex where the uh, the rubber skin kept soaking up the the water from the rain machines. Oh, and it kept jittering and stuff. Yeah. So it would start yeah. jittering, and they have to like you know dry it out, like shut down, dry it out. All right, it's working. Go. Oh my god. And this is a, this is of course all on a soundstage. Yeah, this is not the location the, we, we saw earlier. We cut. I, they're also kind of buffering if they can. Look, it's your brochures. It's yeah, brochure. that is your brochure. Yeah. Yeah. Yay! I um, guess we don't have to include pictures now. Yeah. <laughs> the they they tend to put a different shot between the CG the and CG the, and the model and the animatronic. That's interesting. Ones. So like they'll put something just so you don't see one immediately after the other. That seeing that this shot in the theaters was, I mean, you like generally like your gut, like your stomach dropped. It's so seamless. Though. I think I think in my special edition box set, I have a uh, a lithograph and film frame of the part with Grant with the flare and the oh, T Rex. Nice. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Hmm. <laughs> I should frame those at some point. Is there, does the camera shake every time it takes a step? Wait, okay. So one of my favorite things that you don't notice, when the T-Rex bursts through the wall, Ian Malcolm is actually straddling its nose. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like something you wouldn't it. notice unless you stopped it and like, oh, it frame by frame. Is this the first human death? Yes, it is. No, because the Joffrey. How? Oh, is he already? Yeah, he died oh, at the beginning okay. of the movie. I mean, the raptor. No, wait, I thought the he gatekeeper? didn't die. I thought he survived. No, he dies. I thought it was like, no, that's okay. But the whole reason why they have to bring them in is because uh, the family is suing for the the gatekeeper's death. Okay, so and so the investors are concerned. They want to bring in these scientists to come in and give a sign off. Sign off that the park is safe and you know good to open. Well, guess what? (laughs) Remind me to thank John for that. Sort of makes. that makes it so like Jurassic World has an even bigger statement on the importance of money that there's been all these instances of why this is a bad idea and they go ahead and make the park anyway. 
Well, but I mean, it was open for 10 years with nothing happening for the most part. Maybe it's like Westworld. <laughs> I'm like Westworld. It's like, oh, it's been 30 years since we had a critical failure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and speaking like, of inconsistent geography. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Where did this and come suddenly, from? Suddenly they were by a cliff. Yeah, wasn't that a like flat area? That's literally where the T-Rex just walked out of. No, no, no. You're misremembering. This is it's always been here. <laughs> always. Yeah, I thought this is where the goat was. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. Completely different spot. Clearly. I <laughs> That T-Rex burned down 20 years ago. this just makes me think of the ride at Universal. <laughs> when the I've, car comes down and splashes you, I was, I was just imagining like <sighs> later on they unmask the so T Rex and it's John Hammond <laughs> the whole time. Old man Hammond. But that ending shot of the T Rex roaring directly at the camera—that hey, hey. is so good. Oh hey, my god, it's yeah. not as good as the ending shot of the T Rex roaring. Oh, oh, when dinosaurs ruled the world? You mean are you ranking the one that they turn into a torch in Jurassic World and literally light on fire? No, I'm just saying at the end of this movie. That one? <laughs> Same one. No, we haven't gotten to the good T-Rex roaring shot of this movie. All the other ones uh, sucked. All the others suck by comparison. Get you put them in that... Anyway. Um, You're the one who made a terrible choice here. He's a rich fuck. He doesn't need to go out by him, go out and get himself. Oh, he's so sad. So Nedry, that's been going on in the background the entire yeah. time that they've yeah. been in here. <laughs> What's it been like? Thirty minutes? Yeah. Like, like you at a certain point, Nedry you would just turn point? the speakers down. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Why have they let it keep playing in the background? I mean, they probably had bigger things to worry about, but oh. shit. That was cool. The sound design on this is great. I mean, my favorite thing is the little slide whistle when he falls. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's so out of place. <laughs> I I loved the dino like this dinosaur. The Dilophosaur? Yes. Yeah. yeah. The that was a very cool a, practical effect. As a kid. Well, just it had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> yeah, that's so goofy. <laughs> Oh, that like doesn't even make sense as no, to why really the sound effect is there. There was a moment in Guardians 2 that I laughed um, where they go through, they jump through hyperspace like 20 times. Right, and they start going a off hundred, Avery. A hundred times. And when they get to the planet and the ship comes to a screeching halt, you hear a tire screech. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense, but it completely works. <laughs> um, it's just like, but it's just cool because it's like... <laughs> Even in the movie that's that's kind of known for being realistic, Steven Spielberg wasn't necessarily aiming to be realistic because he still allows flourishes like that that are kind of surreal or, you know, <laughs> that's fun. Pretty, that's fun pretty, is the right word. That's a pretty surreal thing to add, though. No, it's great, but it totally works. <laughs> like, it doesn't take you out of the movie. No, I never even really noticed it. Like, why is it playing peekaboo with him? Because it's adorable. No, this thing, I loved this thing as a kid. Super and I have, somewhere I have a toy of this 
of this dinosaur. Was it the one that squirted water? I, I, yes. Oh, I had the one that roared when you pushed down its Because arm. it's character yes, design. I still have, I yeah, still and you put, the, you put the frill on it yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I lost so the frill. Neat. But... That's what I thought was interesting. I mean, like, there's no, absolutely no reason this dinosaur has a frill. Like in any way, but we all know that Dilophosaurus now have a frill. Like it's just yeah. how it is. Even, Even though, though it didn't, there's but zero. <laughs> but Spielberg yeah. decided. Why not throw a frill on? Sure. It. Like he also decided to make Velociraptors six feet tall instead of like yeah. two. <laughs> Why not? It's because they use frog DNA. Yeah. It's it's always the frog giant DNA. frog yeah. DNA. Yeah, I mean they just you know to have three predators they just wanted to. You know, it was probably like, okay, how do we distinguish all of these? This one will spit acid. No wonder you're extinct. Has somebody like rotoed uh, a xenomorph over the Dilophosaur? That'd acid, be awesome. Acid for blood. It's almost smiling there. Kind of reminds me of Rusty. Rusty the dog. Yes. For those who may not know. Look how cool that thing is. It is pretty cool. Ugh, it's like black. T it's like tar. Dude, just get in your Jeep. Don't look back. Yeah. Don't look back. Don't turn around. Oh, oh, you look back. It's in his raccoon wounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so dumb. Wait, the Barbasol. I need to shave later. That is one crafty Dilophosaurus. So like, just jump and just slide right in there. Yeah, yeah. Like... And position himself I always, just right. Up, oh, okay. I always thought it was a second one. I always thought that just another one had jumped into the car. Or oh, I've never thought, thought that. No. But that's, yeah. yeah, maybe. Maybe there was one there the whole time. Yeah, that wasn't on Hammond's list. The other one just walked away. He's like, ah, Steve's got him. You got this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I find it interesting. I always thought that shot was kind of interesting. That it like it focused for a little moment on the on can. because it too will become a fossil. Because it. Oh, I guess. That's a good way of looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's. I was just rewatching the Lost World special features for the 20th, because this year is the 20th anniversary of the Lost World. Hmm. Um, and Spielberg specifically put that shot in in case they ever did a sequel. But then when Michael, but then when Steven Spielberg basically convinced Michael Crichton to write a sequel, Michael Crichton didn't even bother with that whole idea of like po people finding the embryos, like. Michael Crichton went a totally different direction with the franchise. So mm. that shot just kind of like for a long time, like I thought of it as like the space jockey in the original alien. Like it hinted at like, oh, a maybe there's something story. else going yeah. on. Yeah. Know, but, I always felt like it was there's something unresolved about that moment. But in a way, there is something resolved about it because within 72 hours, all those embryos will go bad. So that's true. right. So in a way, there's like no. Although in the Jurassic Park 4 script that John Salis wrote, um, like around 2008, they had a thing where people, they had a flashback to like around the time of Jurassic Park where people went to the island and got the embryos. And then it kind of flashes forward to present day after Jurassic Park 3. And then there's like, the, I don't know if you ever saw the concept art of like the beefy, like half human, half dinosaur. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah. That, from that script, those dinosaurs were created because somebody, because of a flashback sequence where they did find the embryos and Stefan Biosyn started using them to make their own dinosaurs. Now, I, I haven't played it, but I believe that the Telltale game also addresses the Barbasol case. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. 
I'm starting to feel like we should just like the four of us get together and just play that game. That I would have, be really cool. I'd be so down for that. I have right, the Back cool. to the Future. Should we podcast that as well? well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I started that game. We'll do. We'll yeah. do a let's play. You know the, the, that, the Walking Dead one was really good. That was super. Do you know that it isn't Michael J. Fox doing? The voice of his character in that game. I didn't in know the Back that. to the Future. Yeah, one. I didn't know they that. just found an incredible sound alike. <laughs> so, like that's impressive. No, but um, yeah, we should just marathon all the Telltale games. Uh, record I don't know if I could do that, that with The Walking Dead. Uh, like that, that one takes takes a toll on you. It really does. That was a solid game. Does uh, it's very well constructed. It's like it's like reading the comic. Like the comic, like you. My like when I was reading the uh, the first six issues of The Walking Dead, like there's a point where they're walking through the horde, and like my pulse was going up, and like Oof. I was actually like getting sweaty, and like yeah, mm -hmm. the comic is intense. Mm -hmm. Did it, did anyone have a treehouse growing up? I did. Never I was never able to climb the tree, but it was up car. there. <laughs> park your car in the tree. Yeah, I did not. Yeah, I never had a treehouse growing up, but. <laughs> But if I did, it would have been shaped like that car. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that would be For such a cool sure. treehouse. Tree Google that it. Is a car Google in it. A tree. I, I bet it exists. Wait. Oh yeah. Wait. We could totally just get a Ford Explorer and do this. <laughs> We would just. There's say, trees. None of us has a tree that we could use for this. There's just a tree in Echo Park. That's the Jurassic Park tree. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I think every every kid has a desire to own a treehouse at some point. Well, there's a, um, in Pasadena. There's a like along one of the main roads to get to the 134, there's a tree house that's like just alongside the road in like some rich person's house. And I'm always just driving by it on my way to work. Like, fuck those kids, you know, like, <laughs> like they get this cool tree house and I never got it. Those Pasadena kids. Yeah. Banyan trees are badass though. Like in real <laughs> life. We're back in the car. At least you're out of the tree. <laughs> <laughs> it's just some good lines. That would be great. Co this would be great cosplay as like with the rain slickers just, with the rain slicker. Yeah, that would be really dope. And the giant flashlights. I know. I always wanted those giant flashlights. Do you think you could find one? So, the giant X-Files flashlights. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> What's it? the little cord on the back for? It's a battery, right? Something. But like the whole thing's the battery. Like, why does it have that stretchy cord on the back? Do you think you can like undo it or like or I almost thought it was like a megaphone kind of thing. Maybe it clips on and they have to plug it directly into the new battery or something in your chain. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. You're that's, right. that's, what, that's what it looks like. Yeah. Like the top section is the light and it clips onto the battery. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, there yeah, we yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. You see, this is something I never thought about when I've seen this scene. Yeah. All makes sense. Yeah, he was. Covered. It's all connected. It's all connected. Oh, classic Malcolm. Oh, why is cracking? Bleeding to death. Oh, still <laughs> cracking a joke. Classic Malcolm, always bleeding to death. Classic Malcolm, bleeds to death. Hey, All there's the nice your brochures brochure. again. Yeah. All the brochures. You're just much cleaner, though. Where did you get that? I got it from a booth at uh, WonderCon or one of the, some con where there was a, a Jurassic Park booth. Actually, I think it was the one where I got your concept piece. Or yeah, I forget, the I forget the name of the Where's company. Where's my concept piece? I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you? Yeah, I have those frame. I, I have those frame now. Did you, you've seen them framed? I think so. Yeah, yeah, they're framed. Yes, I have, I have the Parasaurolophus and Dilophosaurus concept art. This is, if I remember this correctly, this is something that kind of confused me. So he's going to see the T Rex, and they're going to be like right there, but they're clearly at the bottom. Oh wait, of, right. of, of like the enormous wait, wait. cliff that Did just start randomly appeared. That randomly appeared. It randomly disappears. 
Look at like him. And then it rack focuses his reflection yeah, in the water. Nice. Like, did this start that? The the looking at water and seeing it move to no, indicate something it, that is f- f- giant that's coming. Do you know what I mean? Like that's a that's a thing in other movies. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it started here. It had to have started here. I think and it started in yeah, this look, movie. Yeah, look, you're there. Boom. <laughs> yeah, the, the cliff disappeared again. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> also, where's the track for the for the jungle explorers? Well, I mean, I think it's off to the left. I think where we're looking. Uh huh. Cinema magical pasture. So, ah, the classic, I love this movie. Classic scene. Yeah, yeah and there we go. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Forever changed the way everyone reads that sentence in in any rearview mirror. <laughs> I, growing and uh, when I was a kid, growing up, I had like Shit. a bunch of books on dinosaurs, and like I remember one of them. This guy just like went off on that sequence. Because he's like, the mighty Tyrannosaurus Rex is reduced to a sight gag. And like, damn straight it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Wouldn't have it any other way. It's, it's weird to think that they were all like head swiped by a T-Rex and lived to tell the tale. Yeah, yeah. Bucket list, check. <laughs> I want to be hit in the face with a T-Rex. <laughs> Never just, start, just start making bucket list items for things that aren't technologically possible yet. And you're like, it'll happen. I do like he kind of has to confront somewhat uh, being a dad. It's true. I mean, he's I mean movie. he's the main character. If anybody in this movie is the main character, yeah, it's all yeah. metaphors. It's an interesting film in in that yeah, it's not so much a. I was kind of saying earlier, it's not so much a. Uh, it's a concept that you're putting characters into, so it it's kind of hard because not one of them is immediately readable as a main arcing character because they all kind of serve a different function to the purpose of this idea. Yeah, yeah. Like um, Game of Thrones. Sure. He, he's the closest to like having an emotional arc of any kind. Yeah. Like the classic a character learns something. It's his hero's journey that we're on. Yeah. Now we're just watching the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge tree. I always like this part though. The banyan trees are like that in real life. Oh really? Yeah. They're gargantuan. Mm -hmm. How does he know? He's a paleontologist. Like they're listening to him and he's just like, I can make that noise. I've studied these fossils long enough. I know what they I know, sound that's like. That's what I'm saying. That's, no? what, that's what I'm bringing up. He may know about dinosaurs. Sure. <laughs> I'm just I, like I'm literally just assuming he's just mimicking what he's hearing. Sure, but he did it pretty well. How well could you do that? He has a PhD. <laughs> well, he heard them earlier. Brachiosaurus just burst oh, through the window. <laughs> that's a good point. He heard them earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Back when they were all being mystified in the daylight. This is true. I just there's an there's a scene we didn't see of him in the bathroom practicing. <laughs> <laughs> like Gennaro's like, you done there? You done there, buddy? You done? You having fun? You having uh? You having fun in there? It's like any of you guys ever watch Californication? Mm-mm. In that Duchovny has these like, it, like he'll start a conversation just going like this long like prose rant. 
and like every time you're like what, what is he practicing that <laughs> and then like i think like season four or five opens with him in the bathroom practicing that rant <laughs> and then he walks out into the scene and does it and you're and like yes because <laughs> nobody ever speaks when when people speak eloquently it's because they kind of practiced it yeah most of the time no one, I'm, I'm guilty of that <laughs> well, that's, i mean that's why i liked the vincent d'onofrio's portrayal in jurassic world as like this like dude who probably this like reddit like guy who like practices these eloquent speeches and it's like do you hear yourself talk like i love like <laughs> that is like a form of villainy i think is really funny <gasps> oh that's interesting he drops the raptor claw, yeah, yeah. which he used to kind of threaten the kid yeah, earlier. Yeah. yeah, he's done. This, this is what I'm talking about, though. Like all this merchandise, like, they <laughs> were like, ready to go. That, that thing in but the upper hand the corner. Stamp set, I remember those. The making of book. I the love that. Of, yeah. God, that pillar is so awesome. I, I want that. <laughs> just, just have your home filled with dino pillars. I don't even need pillars in my home, but I want a pillar in the middle <laughs> like, of the room. Like a pillar would actually just be a problem. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a cool idea, though. How would you even? Uh, no, Rick, Rick Carter's production design for this. The I have the making of Jurassic Park book, um, and Rick Carter talks all about how he kind of came up with the aesthetic for the movie and mm. stuff. And hmm. well, what's interesting about the, the design of that pillar though, is, is it's as if the bones were already in the pillar right. and then yeah. somebody just went and dug them out yes. and carved so cool. it in a way that, yeah, it's just like somebody made a bunch of pillars and stuck dinosaurs in them. <laughs> oh, and by the way, there's dinosaurs in there. <laughs> there's really? Dinosaurs. Let me dig them out. I mean, don't, isn't that what they say about people who, um, who are what are what do you call artists that carve things? Like Michelangelo. That's oh, you're, you, I know the, the quote uh, you're saying. Yeah, uh, yeah. That yeah, like you I, see I, the, I carve away everything that doesn't look like a, a rhino or something. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a smart ass remark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so much ice cream. Oh, that's so the, good. Yeah. Michelangelo would spend a lot of time at the quarries. Uh, analyzing all the different pieces of marble that were there before he would ever pick out one for a particular piece. Oh, wow. Like he would sit and he would like, I think he spent a, a ridiculous amount of time, like actually like analyzing each one. Mm. And then he would finally go this one for the thing I'm thinking of. Just like, I like to imagine the people at the quarry being like, how long is he going to be here? Uh, he Michael, <laughs> Michelangelo is back again. We got to gotta start cutting this rock. <sighs> well, back, back in college, when I was working at the, uh, the book slash art supply store, there was this one professor who would come in and he would look at the marble that we had there and he'd bring his own little tiny hammer and he would tap, 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 tap. And he'd do this for like a half an hour, just sitting there like tapping them one by one. And then eventually he would might pick up a piece and buy it that's amazing <laughs> that's a bit much that's yeah that's like the, sure. it's like the guy it's like the equivalent of the scene in clerks where the guy is sitting with on the floor picking out all the perfect dozen of eggs yeah or or, or, or the uh the, the woman who always goes for the milk in the like the very furthest back of the cabinet because she's looking for one that like won't expire for like 30 years <laughs> and that woman was actually played by kevin smith's mom there's a this is a weird thing to bring up. There's a Cyanide and Happiness cartoon about a character called Ted Bear who's a survivalist, uh, voiced by Ego Raptor, and he he's like, "All right, 
Now when you come to a tree, make sure to reach all the way into the back to get the freshest milk. And he just pulls a like, carton of milk out of the tree. I've seen that one. <laughs> this is a very emotional scene going on here, you guys. This is another scene of two characters talking. Punctuated by ice cream. Yeah, that's the, that's the element. Mm. A nice lonely wide shot. Definitely a lot it's of projectors would have made it more interesting. But the, the set design is what keeps that one looking good. Yeah. True. Yeah. For the most oh, part. Oh, wait, look. They use like camo netting to fill in the background space oh, in that yeah. upper left corner. I see, I see yeah. that oh, too. You're right. That feels kind of weird. It almost feels like it's on a soundstage. That. Yeah. Well, it, it, it feels like it was constructed more than it does just a place that they are. It's like natural. There you go. It is a brachiosaur. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny Try that they keep using different sauropods for every of the Jurassic Park movies. It's yeah. like a different one. Well, other than Jurassic Park 3, but it's like a different one in each movie. Yeah, at this point, they just had like a ludicrous number of uh, DNA sequences. Just you know, well, that's the problem whatever with- dinosaur you want to see. Oh, we have it right here. I mean, that's the problem with Jurassic Park movies is that like you want to see the dinosaurs from the previous movie, but you also want to see new dinosaurs. But then which is like Jurassic World, the whole concept of Jurassic World. Yeah, but I've seen them all before. Yeah, yeah. But it's almost like how do you narratively make them interesting without just being like, here are a bunch of dinosaurs. Right. Like each dinosaur in Jurassic Park is so carefully like none of the dinosaurs function narratively the same way. So it's like. They all feel very unique yeah. and distinct in that way. Well, and in this, um, yeah, even down to the raptors, which are carnivorous, but are played not entirely as villainous in Jurassic World. Well, also, I really like, one of the reasons why I do like The Lost World is that the scene where they're on the game trail and, like, they're they're starting to catch the dinosaurs, each species of dinosaur has its own, like, mini character introduction moment yeah yeah mm-hmm. no I, I love that i mean that's one of the best scenes in that movie for yeah, me yeah the, the like the uh the pachycephalosaur like ramming the guy through the jeep yeah yeah no the lost world and i mean spielberg i think definitely Jurassic park and lost world the dinosaurs all function very specifically right really well i was just thinking about the scene that just happened with the brachiosaur um how It's interesting that they play that scene at this point in the movie, but I think it works really well because we just spent a scene, we spent a period of time being terrified of dinosaurs by the T-Rexes. So it's interesting that it's presenting that angle of nature where the world can be scary and then the very next it can just be beautiful and serene, how they're appreciating these other dinosaurs. So. It plays both sides that these aren't creatures to be solely scared of. Uh, yeah. There, there's like, you know, it isn't a simple black and white issue of, oh, these dinosaurs are evil. Yeah. They, they aren't. They're just animals. Yeah. And One might say it's lulling you into a false sense of security. Yeah. <laughs> Malcolm. I, a friend of mine. <laughs> I know there's an artist uh, who, uh, Kate Lard, who painted that shot. I've, <laughs> like, I've a, seen that painting digital yeah. painting of that shot <laughs> i think many people have painted that shot in particular and it's funny that you, you spoke of that moment with the brachiosaur because they had a moment where 
uh, Lex and Alan and um, and Tim uh, encounter a baby Triceratops, but they they cut the scene before. They built the animatronic, but they cut the scene before they shot it mm-hmm. because it was almost like, where would that scene go? Where like Lex rides a baby Triceratops, <laughs> like where in this movie now narratively could that function? And I think the Brachiosaurus part already kind of filled that role. No, like I, th- I think one of the, one of the things that's pretty amazing about this movie is just how how tight it is, like editing wise, story wise. There is no wasted space in this cinematography. Cinematography is great. Yeah, everything about this is purposeful. Set design. It's all motivated. Animation. Even the randomly appearing cliffs. On um, That moment always bugged me, by the way. <laughs> it just confused me as a child. The, like, the cliffs. Where uh, did these cliffs come from? <laughs> they could have even just made it the other side of the road. You know what I mean? Yeah. They could have just made it the other but gate, they didn't. Like the other side. But they didn't. Spatial reasoning. Wait for it. Wait for it. Yes! (laughs) I feel like... I feel like Spielberg has a thing for for smoke and darkness with lights. I mean, it's a cool look. That smoke. Like, this could be a shot from E.T., you know? Or Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Well, that's... That's a different director. No, I'm aware. Really? <laughs> no. My my point is like I don't think it's just Spielberg. True. I there's something about how he's doing it that like, makes if, me think of Spielberg though. If Ridley Scott was making this movie, these flashlights flashlights be like There'd be like true. there'd be like effect. water like the reflection of water rippling on the wall. Yes. Unmotivated. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> I never noticed in how green and red that sh- the, the the that scene is. Isn't this around where uh, where uh, they had the golf course and lost? Oh, is it? Um, I forget. I, mean, I think Lost was. I think it's primarily shot on Oahu. What was it shot on? What island? Kauai. This is Kauai. It's yeah. the Nublar. Oh, no, I think, yeah. I think the, the, this scene was shot in Hawaii, though, because they because they used it again for Jurassic World. In, in, right. Uh, these okay, okay. these cliffs in Hawaii or Kauai? Uh, I, I don't know. I think these, this is Hawaii. <laughs> but yeah, these cliffs are extremely recognizable. That's why I think this is the same area where they had the golf course and lost. Okay. <laughs> They're flocking I think, this way. I think Lost was mostly on Kauai. Was it? One of my favorite things, like the behind the scenes on that show, was uh, they were interviewing the actress who played uh, Sun. And she was saying, like, the way we shoot it, like, if we were to turn the camera, like, an inch or two in either direction, you would see all the tourists on the beach. Uh, that's <laughs> funny. I feel like that whole sequence is probably the weakest CG. This one? No, I mean, this I is really not, not, super not legit. This, but like just before it, like one or two scenes before, I felt like it was too. It was just too like, I think too many things happening at one time. They probably weren't able to like finesse every single dinosaur to look good. Yeah. There, there's a behind the scenes video of the animators like practicing running like Gallimimus in the parking lot. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I like how they do that. Like they just be. The creature animator. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the creature. You're an animator with a pencil. Yeah. In it's interesting case, seeing, pixels. like, uh, how they do it, like, step by step. Like, 
did you see the video of like you know like the uh with all this on rails essentially and then following like the view of the characters looking like the the step-by-step thing it's really interesting or i love seeing the behind the scenes of the raptors like which one the where it shows you that there's actually like a guy inside the yeah that's really cool yeah i always wanted like them to do play sets of this area when i was a kid (laughs) the windowless underground bunker (laughs) yeah yeah you must have been cool to hang out with yeah (laughs) with like a little equipment locker and then like a table for an injured uh malcolm to lay on and like some plans they have an injured malcolm (laughs) figure i mean if it was star wars they would have an injured malcolm because star wars has action figures for not just different costume changes but star wars figures have caught have a toys for single moments there's a grievous that's on fire it's like here's a grievous figure at the moment of his death that's the only moment that this i I love that star wars toys like they've they've made toys out of every background character yes no totally Mm -hmm. Or and then with uh, the Clone Wars series, they want to step further and start taking background characters from the prequels and turning them into full fledged characters with backstories. Yeah, yeah. It was like reverse action figureization. This is Greenbus Tubu. Greenbus Tubu was well, secretly a bounty hunter well, on like in, Jala. In Phantom Menace, there's like a guy sitting in the background. He's got like a yellow stripe across his face and dreadlocks. And then you end up finding out later on that he's this like amazing Jedi (laughs) or like there's this one, this one woman you see, she's like bald, but has this long ponytail and super long fingers. She has one shot and then they turn her into a major character in the cartoon. Why wasn't there ever a Dexter Jexter movie? I don't know. I feel like that was a wasted opportunity just about him. The difficulties of, of running his diner (laughs) would have made a lovely I mean, I would have loved a play set of this, of this, this whole Raptor set. Oh yeah. The Raptor paddock. No, that seems like a, yeah, perfect play set. No, they only had the visitor center, which yeah, the the command, the command command center. center. Yeah. Yeah. That had the gate and the, the fencing and, uh, it was designed. So like the T-Rex could actually like bite piece of it off. Yeah. 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 I remember that. So cool. I, it's one of those things that every once in a while I still look up on eBay just because like, Oh hell yeah. So do I. There's, well, there's the part of me that like, I never had it as a kid. I yeah. kind of want it so it can just sit in a corner of my apartment. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's huge too. <laughs> oh, it's massive. Um, no, definitely. If I, my biggest thing is like, if I had fuck you money, it would be to buy all the original Jurassic park Kenner toys in the box and everything. But which is funny because it's actually not that expensive. It's like oh, maybe it's, really it's maybe it's, like three grand. It's to not get even everything. remotely fuck you money. No, not at all. But that's why it would be so easy to get one day. Right. Like, boom. I actually I actually remember as a kid, I drew up plans for making taking all the Kenner toys and making a miniature Jurassic Park that like you would be able to use like a, a tiny camera sitting inside the 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 uh jungle explorer yeah on tracks like i drew out the whole thing that's so cool no it's not yeah <laughs> i mean i would do that with my toys i would set up jurassic park and like have the like with all the toys and for some reason there was beast wars there too i don't know you know well me and my sister used to play ninja turtles visiting barbie oh nice yeah i mean that was a very popular crossover they're both mattel you know so well, it totally makes sense well actually ninja turtles were playmates oh were they yeah oh shit yeah. do you know that um because the jurassic world uh, toys were so shitty. Uh, Hasbro lost the rights to the Jurassic 
park franchise license. I did not know that. And so now Mattel is going to be doing the Jurassic World 2 if, toys. If I was a dad, I totally would play this joke on my kids in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, to your point of earlier about this, like fatherhood, like he's like being playful with them now. Yeah. Like, he's kind of accepting his role as the guardian. Of the galaxy. <laughs> what a beautiful Another. shot. Look at that background. Ah. I mean, I kind of I, I feel like if you're shooting in Hawaii, like you're just going to accidentally get gorgeous shit. Yeah, it's kind of like you can't take. A, it's like the Grand Canyon, too. You can't take a bad picture of the Grand Canyon. You can take a bad picture of people in front of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> but I just love that that I think you only see like you only see this background like twice, you know. There's only like two or three shots. Of Can't it. they just fit through their head? Like Tim could totally fit through. It. Yeah. Like it looked like one of them did not need to. Grant actually would climb Grant over. would have to climb. But yeah, the, yeah. yeah, they could fit through. I love them hanging out together. I want that buddy adventure. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Wait, wait, how just does a short know? film of them, the two of them. Just like what happens in the bunker how, while this is going on. Yeah. How does uh, Malcolm know? He was reading the schematic. He's okay. a mathematician. Same thing John was doing. Schematics. He's smart. He's just, he's just very good. Well, I mean, he's just using common sense. There's, there's I also, I, I noticed there's a lot of low angle shots in this movie too. Which is kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> They're just very nice, you know. Just a nice <laughs> low angle. Pleasant. Speaking of low angle, and look at this impossible, impossible shot. Hey, if the camera could get through, <laughs> there <laughs> we go. That means that's interesting, though. That means they had to have it like a section of the wall that wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. That's a very cool shot. I've never seen that shot in any other movie. Of some people climbing over something and it going under the thing they're climbing over. Well, it's funny because I think like a lot of people talk about the big problem with like the Hobbit movies is that, you know, it was this kind of. Oh, fan God, Stephen, we need like 10 hours yeah, for yeah, this yeah. conversation. But, you know, like a lot of people, it's like that problem now where if you could have the camera floating and flying anywhere in a digital space, it sort of almost detaches you from what's actually happening. Because from things it, being yeah. impressive. And yeah. So and it's the same thing about the CG of anything. Yeah. Like just because you can does it just because. You're gonna, you're gonna, yeah, you know it. Yeah. It's just funny too. Like it's kind of shows the power of this movie. Where like a lot of problems in this movie have nothing to do with dinosaurs, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> like this whole drama around this moment is built around an electric fence. Well, not, other than uh, a a severe lack of feathers. Stephen. Oh. Although. I, was that the, how the, the sound, was the sound that? of this is so satisfying i wish somebody would take off the music and this would just be like an asmr of laura dern like <laughs> <laughs> it just yes, stops yes i think you're the one who needs to make that happen um you have the technology yeah you have you have the tech Look, but the, the sound of that but not the time um it's so brutal the way they play this because you think he's gonna get off in time wait so too. Interesting fact. Oh, the the stunt woman that actually did that uh, leap is the same stunt woman who played Stink on the show Land of the Lost. Nah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's huh. really funny. I didn't know that. This might have been the. I think you had the biggest jump Here's scare. The best this jump scare. Everything's gonna be okay. Yeah, life isn't okay. 
You might die still. Thought you had it all figured out. The light bulb's burning my skin. No, I was going to ask, um, Stephen, you know more about dinosaurs than most Boom. of us. That's Ooh. such a satisfying hit. <laughs> uh, when did they, dis- when did they uh, f- sort of figure out, oh, Jesus, that's a severed arm. Rapid so many severed limbs. That. When did they find out that dinosaurs uh, had more of like a feathery exterior? I mean, it's not, it's not like something as simple as like well, one day they figured it out. I mean, it's still kind of an ever of. Ever evolving. I mean, obviously, well, like we two know- weeks ago, they found like a extremely well preserved fossil that showed no feathers. Well, yeah, but yeah, but the feathers wouldn't would probably like. Well, there is some, but they would have left time. a pattern in in the uh, in that's the stone. True. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, at this point now, they've found like all different kinds of variations and stuff. So it's like it's still an ever evolving. Like, you know, it's never going to be fully pinpointed. But I mean, I think, I mean, the, I think that's why this movie was also very revolutionary because it presented a lot of ideas that were like still like popular at the time. It wasn't like dinosaurs were established to be warm blooded 20 years before this movie came out. It was like Spielberg used in Michael Crichton used the like hot science of the day. So I think that's why this movie. Well, yeah. Like the, uh, the T-Rex walking horizontally instead of upright. Yeah, it's exactly. always been depicted. They, they had Jack Horner as a, uh, yeah. uh, as consultant. a paleontologist consultant on this show. In fact, I think they had it on. I think they brought him back for Lost World, and maybe yeah, he's been on three. Right? Yeah, them, yeah, isn't there like isn't there a, a character in the Lost World? That's yeah, but that was be... that was. Uh, I think that was based on uh, Robert Backer, the other right, paleontologist, right, Backer, Backer. Uh, the other popular paleontologist. I always love the shot with the snake. Uh, Grant was based on Backer to an extent in terms of how he looked in the book. Uh, it does a little. It does that kind of, um, I don't know what blink you call that, but when a creature has a inner eyelid, an inner eyelid, did a little inner eyelid blink. I call that creepy. <laughs> <laughs> no, did T-Rexes run on all fours? No, Is that no, what no, you were no. saying? No, or no. The that fact, wasn't the fact. On all fours, the front legs are I know. That's why I was saying. That that's why it wouldn't make sense. <laughs> that no, I was no, trying no, to just hold, be dragging your head. I was trying to ground. analyze what it's, it was. It's you a said, horizontal. Uh, yeah, the horizontal. Yeah, horizontal yeah. Uh, instead of standing yeah, the balance upright. of the tail. Like when you watch the old King Kong and yeah. the T Rex is standing upright with its tail dragging on the ground. Uh, okay. Yeah, this was yeah, the yeah, first yeah. movie to show it using the tail as a counterbalance. Oh, I understand. Because, yeah, like cats and dogs don't drag their tails on the ground when they walk, they have it. Yeah, like you're saying, counterbalancing it. Yeah, so. that makes sense. It gives purpose to why they would have it. Huh. I love that William Stout mural. I really want it. Yeah. I would love like a, I would love a full size mural of that. And like, that's 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 not your my fuck apartment. You I'm gonna wait till I have a house before I get William Stout <laughs> to paint a mural. That's Steve, probably Steven's a good call. Fuck you, money is gonna be building his own Jurassic Park. Yeah, <laughs> mine's gonna be building my own TARDIS. Nice. Ooh. I'm just going to get a warehouse, just build every room that's ever appeared in the past 50 some odd years. Mine would be building my own Mushroom Kingdom, I think. <laughs> With fully functioning uh, tubes. Yeah, you could just do mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And see the Mushroom Kingdom. I wouldn't want to do Hyrule. That that probably would be a bit terrifying to actually live in Hyrule. I would love to live in Hyrule. It's, kind of, it's like Middle Earth. Middle Earth would be scary to live in. I don't but, want yeah. to live but, in. But you can live with the, the, the Deku tree. It, oh, I guess in Zelda I could live with all the Koroks. Yeah. And yeah, that's an option. <laughs> it's still is scary. This this is like the biggest wish fulfillment for children. Just yeah, like, pretty much. Just like giant plates of cake and ice cream and pudding and jello. Jiggly, jiggly jello. Good eye acting. Her eyes are screaming. <laughs> 
way the shadow plays. It always kind of bothered me that, that that didn't line up. Oh, that doesn't directly. Yeah, like I wanted it to like directly line up. They probably tried and just couldn't get it. But I, I feel like that would almost be like those gags were like in Scooby Doo, where like somebody like stands in front of a statue, like perfectly pretending <laughs> to be like a mannequin. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm not saying like it would stop there. Just like give me like a half a second where it lines up and then keeps moving. Yeah, no, totally. That's such a great shot. Yeah. They just went out of the way to make these creatures feel real in that. Like having them have spit and sweat and like blood and nose stuff. <laughs> yeah, what if they made it really gross and had like boogers come out? Like <laughs> <laughs> Well, boogers do fly out earlier. Yeah, yeah. A little brachiosaur. That's true, yeah. <laughs> they can't open doors. <laughs> For you see, you know, the raptors and I have constructed a suspension. No, sir. Oh, For like, those who've seen I, the I critic. assume name, Mr. Yes. Pilkington. Mr. Pilkington. But perhaps I said too much. much. No, if you um, look up a good, the clip of, uh, is it Jurassic Park 2 in in the critic? Is your TV going to shut off right now? Oh, no. <laughs> I think it's the PlayStation. Oh, no. The system will soon shut off because the auto offsetting it. Okay. I think if you just move the joystick... People are. This is this is behind the scenes. <laughs> oh, oh, we gotta resync. Now. Oh, we gotta resync it. You, you, right. when, the, you when, the, when the raptor claws. Yeah, when it. the raptor claws, that's you it. have to rewind it a millisecond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this shot. Wait, 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 yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So much personality. Yeah. You've seen like the Phil Tippett's like animation, the animatic for this. Yeah, yeah. This is completely. It's exactly the same. Like, this is all just planned out animatics. That's what, I mean, Spielberg was such an efficient filmmaker with, with visual effects. Where, like, you know, like, they had an edit of this movie within days of finishing filming it. Because he would be giving all the reels to his editor and, like, I just love that shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's tapping it's, it's tapping toe. its toe. Oh, this is going to shut off again. Oh, no. It's shutting off in three minutes. Where's the remote? What do we do? Mm. I thought you made it not do this. That was yeah. the PlayStation. Oh, the remotes are there. That's right? not the one. Uh, I have too many remotes in this house. Oh god, we have three minutes. Uh, well, we'll stall for time. Well, someone riff. But if you, but if you do pause it or something, doesn't it? I mean, you hit a button, so. No, no, I got it. <laughs> so, so how are you, Dax? Anyway, <laughs> I'm doing alright. This shot that always bugged me. This looks weird. I don't know. That that particular shot doesn't hold up for me. And the close up and when he bends his neck around. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That like, that that one, but that's like what that's I mean. Like, like that's the only shot that feels a bit odd. Um, everything else is pretty solid. I mean that. All right, shot we're looks... good. It's because they paid attention to lighting. They paid attention to the shadows on all of them. I can see that the texturing could have been better. For mm. sure. But they hid what they couldn't do. Right. Which, yeah. Like, that's... Yeah, that looks good. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. I'm always, that optical illusion so fun. Ah. You, she's still way, way too close to those swinging talons. Like, she's still not safe. Yeah. <laughs> Are we good now, Adam? Yes, we're fine. Okay. That was... What's, what's funny, in the original animatic for this scene... When it was sniffing the the ladle, like it actually had a tongue that would come out and lick the ladle. Yeah, like Ooh. 
I always thought that sounded like a chicken. Well, I always wanted them to revisit this freezer, oh, like, and see the raptor sickle. Like, yeah, even one raptor. of the other. Yeah, I just like Let's see what the frozen happens? raptor. What happened to this raptor? What, yeah. what happened? Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that raptor's dead. It's been 20 years. You never, you never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Genetically modified. The other yeah. one. They're GMOs. <laughs> well, it's so funny. This evil squinty eyes. It smiles. Eyes. <laughs> Why does it smile? Evil squinty eyes. <laughs> You know, there's like kind of rumors in Jurassic World that because um, Colin Trevorrow tweeted a picture of the East Dock sign that was ne that never ended up being in the movie. Mm. Um, Jurassic Outpost clarified that they were just going to see the sign. But because there was Lego toys with Dilophosauruses, people thought that like the two kids were going to like, st well, in my imagination, they would stumble across Nedry's Jeep. But like 20 years later, mm -hmm. can you imagine that, like a skeleton of like Nedry, like in the Jeep, like all like hollowed out and stuff. That'd be amazing. Be so those kids would go through so much trauma. Those kids needed to go through trauma. So Tim, you're not going to help with the door or anything. You... No, he's just going to stand there. I mean, and you want to go over and you should probably just Assistant. tap on her chair. In tap fairness, chair. he was recently this. dead. <laughs> you know, everything's forgivable, really. <laughs> I gotta find the right file. Tim, is there this another is person hacking. that could bring the gun over? This is how hacking works. Do they set up that she knows that she would be able to yeah, use yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. They, they say a line, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're to be called a hacker or whatever. She yeah. sits on her computer all day. Da -da 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 -da. Yeah, it's a kind of throwaway line. That's another thing that, like, I, I don't know. I just appreciate it in script writing when t a tiny thing you don't even consider, it doesn't get in the way, but it, it's a thing that you just kind of hear and then it comes into play later mm -hmm. in, in that way where it's like, oh, it's important in this moment. But you never thought it was important when that piece of information was being doled out to you. But there's bad ways to do that where you're completely aware of why something's being told to you. You're like... Oh, that's his, that's Chekhov's old gun, but he never fires it anymore. <laughs> you know, like, at some point, I'm pretty sure that's going to come into play. So The law of movie conservation. <laughs> but I appreciate it when I don't know that, when you've introduced something and it, it does end up playing into it. Well, a well-made movie introduces nothing that's not used later. True, but I, I'm, I'm but just saying that it does also doesn't make you think about it's yeah, like, right, right. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't draw attention if it's like exposition and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I like the <laughs> this way this is Mister Setting Up, Setting Uppington. Yeah, he's going. <laughs> he's going to tell you a little story. He's right going to tell you a little story about this situation. <laughs> well, I mean, this movie is kind of brilliant in that way, where like the whole first half of the movie, the first like 20, 30 minutes of the movie, is just explaining how they brought dinosaurs back to life. It's yeah. like, we don't, you wouldn't necessarily need to know all that to the enjoy lighting. this movie. That's Ooh, so cool. The, the genetic so code, the ACTGs. I don't code. know why it's genetic code, but it's pretty cool. And also, cool. why is it projected? I, shh, it's it's cool. a lot okay. of cool shadows Wait, in this movie. I also, I love that Grant kicked the ladder down because it's like raptors figured out <laughs> doorknobs. They can probably figure out ladders. Yeah. Kick that raptor in the <laughs> face. Yeah, man, if, we, if there's ever a reason to make this movie 3D, here it that's, is. Uh, that's his right here. That yep. shot. And price of admission. <laughs> Done. Worth the price of admission. Yep. That's the only Glasses shot. Glasses off, guys. We can all go home now. By Glasses 3D. off. Okay. Oh. Well, we're, we're done now. <laughs> <laughs> we can go home. Excellent.
Like the, the crawl space just always seems so weird to me because like wait are you gonna have those little uh scaffolding yeah the scaffolding just up all the time well yeah spatial reasoning look the story is happening okay <laughs> things are going on we don't need to sit and nitpick all these details things mm -hmm. are getting lost in the myth <laughs> it's just a really cool concept like just the whole idea of oh, this scene, like fighting on top of a yeah, skeleton. It's just, yeah, it's just crazy, but it's uh, it's it's really kind of exciting. It feels totally like a director, like an excited director making that call too. Yeah, yeah or exactly. So it's like, and then and then they can fight on top of yeah. the, the dinosaur. They're fighting skeleton. on top of skeletons. Well, yeah, the original ending. and the producer is like grabbing his head. Steve, or, Steve, or like, someone like, get Steve under control. I mean, the original like set design, like, oh. Someone send in the Steve Wrangler. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Kate Capshaw. <laughs> well, I mean, the original ending was, like, Grant finds a crane, and he, like, crush, like crushes the raptors with it, or, like, pushes the raptor into, like, the Oh, my God, is crushed. that why Tintin oh, really? has that ending? Oh, I don't know. I've never seen Tintin. <laughs> Have you seen Tintin? No, no. There's That's... just, for no apparent reason, a giant crane fight. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe that could have been. It was an idea that there was like, it's just still good for something. See, this well, is very intimidating, and they have a scene in Jurassic World that's just like this. The raptors are surrounding, it's the same thing, but it just falls yeah, short. Yeah, you yes. just got owned, son! Nice. <laughs> I mean, daughter, <laughs> none of you are... Wait, are some of them... No, they turn male, Some right? of them are turning male, Some yeah. are turning male. Uh, well, only the Gallimimuses. All the all the other dinosaurs good. are still female. Uh, this is solid CG. And I love that like the heroes leave. And so, like, we're getting out of here. Like I remember watching this with my brother, and he's like, "What? No, go back." He's like, "I want to see that." <laughs> That's like the punchline of the movie, right? Yes, there. it is. <laughs> um, but I like oh. this because it again, it's that note of man, nature. You're scary, and oh, here it is. Oh man. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's your sink point. <laughs> so just yeah, sink it here. Sink it here. Yeah, everybody go like an hour and a half into the movie, set. sink, and then come back. You'll be set. <laughs> yeah, this movie would have been so different if it would have ended with Grant killing the Raptors instead of the T Rex coming back. Yeah, because that mm. was the original ending. Yeah, but then they were so Spielberg was so impressed with the CGI for most of the, for you know for the previous stuff that he was like yeah let's do that we got the tech yeah yeah we can do it i mean but it just like it totally strengthens strengthens the themes of the movie so much more if it's the dinosaurs taking each other out or what you know instead right. of like a human murdering cuz you know there's only been you know there's only been like one yeah, there's only been one character in the Jurassic Park franchise that's murdered a dinosaur, and that's Kelly. Yeah, yeah, with the Kelly, Jurassic, right? Yeah. In The Lost World, yeah, Kelly's the only character to murder a straight-up... I mean, I think Billy, like, kicks a couple of pterodactyls, you know, pteranodons. Yeah. I mean, does Jurassic World count? Because a lot of dinosaurs. Oh, you know what? There. Actually, you know what? A dino, uh, Charlie gets blown up by a rocket launcher, so I guess technically... The, but, we don't, but we don't know the person who kills Charlie, mm -hmm. so... Uh. You know. Oh, look at this. He's learned family. family now. And he gives her the look like, you want to keep these two? He's like, I guess I'm ready. <laughs> Should we do it now? She, she just like <laughs> asks him, so what are we again? Like, <laughs> what is this? Because because Malcolm's been really, really vocal. <laughs> yeah, he's been obvious. And it, it, that always was kind of on my mind. I was like, so are you are you dating? 
are you not like are, what, what's going on here uh she's his lab assistant i know so it's but it's so like well not in, i mean she's not in, in the book she is but in here she's a paleobotanist right yeah oh that's interesting yeah, in the in the, the my, I mean, Michael Crichton was much more gross. Where he was just like, she's his hot t- half his age assistant, like in the book. Well, that's like, have you have you read Pirate Latitudes? No, I haven't read Pirate Latitudes. One of the main characters of Pirate Latitudes is like a thirteen year old prostitute. Oh, and she like has major input on the plot. <laughs> so Michael Crichton did the screenplay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, he he, he they in the making of the Jurassic Park they actually break it down where. Michael Crichton did a first draft, but nobody was happy with it, and he wasn't happy with it. And then Malia Scotch Marmo, who did the who did the script for Hook, did a draft where she got rid of Jeff Goldblum's oh, character. She got rid of Malcolm, and then David Coop came in and did another draft, and where then he that, brought and that, him back and in. And that eventually became the. That I mean, yeah. sometimes that needs to happen where you you realize something is important by removing it. Yeah, and then you go, oh yeah, it sort of doesn't function without that character i just i want to call attention uh, maybe i'm like reading too much into it because the last one of the last shots is sort of of him looking at the birds out of the window birds being the evolution descendant evolutionary descendant of dinosaurs he's been looking back at fossils and dinosaurs this whole time and then finally he's looking at the creatures that are current yeah that are Rick Carter. in the now yeah he's he's living for the moment as opposed to looking towards the past yes I don't know if that was the intent of, of that. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say I'm going to trust Spielberg that he kn- he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. And these producers. Oh, that is what a good idea. Wilson. Living in the moment and not looking to the past for for creating things. Yeah. So <laughs> <sighs> I guess we just shut down production now. Don't we? <laughs> yeah. Stan Winston. Hey. Woo. <laughs> We just shut down Star. You know what? Just, Dinosaur just, Supervisor just Phil Tippett. <laughs> he, he did not do a good job. I <laughs> did the worst job at all these <laughs> guys. You had one job, though. <laughs> I like that the letters are like it looks like they're underlit. This is yeah, like a light lighting coming yeah. up. Um, no, but yeah, you know, shut down production on on episode on Cinepraisal. So just like eight, yeah, you know, we've built our entire thing around looking back. And not at, you know, living in the moment, so... <laughs> Damn. Well, there we go. But yeah, thank you guys for coming and being a part of our little whatever this is. Dino soiree. Yeah. 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 Good to be here. <laughs> yeah, this is our... Me. We usually use the credits, and even beyond the credits is just a decompression time. So. I mean, that's why I love staying for the credits, besides obviously supporting the, you know, our... our in. You know, nowadays it's more and more we're recognizing our friends in the credits of movies. But you yeah, know, it's a testament to you know all the people who made this movie possible. But yes, it's also a decompression where like you ever gone to the movies where somebody like right as the movie ends like what do you think and you're like Jesus Christ, just give me a second to <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I mean, there might be something after the credits for the next moment. movie. We don't know. Yeah, it's it's so. still funny to me whenever I see uh, your name Zach uh, in the credits of a movie and I'll just be yeah. like like I was watching Dope. And then, like, as I'm watching, I just see, like, Zach Etlinger. I'm like, oh, shit. And I just call, like, Were you, did you work on Dope? He's like, yeah, for yeah. a day. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen Dope yet. I, I heard it was really movie. good. It's really, yeah, really I good. I heard it was really good. I should watch it. But, yeah, so final thoughts. And we also get to hear this continuing beautiful score from the great John Williams. Oh, of course. 
Which I, I bring up that point with Star Wars too. I, I feel like a good 40% of this movie's impact is because of the music behind it. Oh, yeah. It. I mean, sure. Yeah, like, without question. If I mean, I'm not discrediting any of the other stuff, which is all good, but there's a thing with John Williams' music where there's this theme. There's so much iconography that comes with with what he adds to it. Like, I don't think Star Wars would have been successful if he hadn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, if, he totally elevated that. If movie. he or, you know, I don't know who could have also scored it in a way that would have made it successful, but... Huh. Um, it's just interesting. Alan Silvestri. He's good, but I'm I'm just saying like he he's not on this level, but he I, could have at the time done something. I'd say something. Back to the Future is one of my favorite scores. No, and that, that's what I was going to point out, but like he's not John Williams, but he is another composer who could have done this and could have done a great job on it. Yes. Right. I agree with that. You know, I showed you, didn't I show you the video online? Hey, hey, hey what's hey. going on? <laughs> about the, the problem with temp tracks in modern films. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That I thought was oh, very, very interesting. Oh, are talking about the, yeah. um, the fact that every te- frame of painting video? Whit Hertford um, is um, You know, name. I'm not exactly sure if that was it, but it he was be- the fact that directors used temp tracks and they plan it all around these temp tracks, so the whole thing's edited together with yes. temp tracks and they go to the the, uh, the music, they say, make it sound just like this. Yes. Oh, cool. so, so, Kawhi, it limits, yeah, it limits yeah. composers. Yeah, it limits composers. Kawhi, Hawaii. It was a very interesting video, too, because it showed them side by side. And it was like, wow, these songs are pretty much exactly the same. Turtle Special Island. Thanks to newer technology. There's a Turtle Island in Fiji. Who knew? <laughs> um, the one song that they use in the movies from the Dotson and Ned Ducey. Original soundtrack on MCA CDs and cassettes. Hell yeah. <laughs> Still got the cassettes part in there. Um, well, I, Dex, I, you, a, I don't know if you know, but this movie is over 20 years old. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't change no, the credits to no, reflect no, but it's, modern it's times. It's just funny because sometimes they do. I've seen it where they do. Dis- just, Disney does that. Oh, on really? Some stuff. Yes. I just got an Alan Parsons Project cassette, and it's great. 1993. Hell yeah. Yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. How crazy is it that like this movie came out in the same year as Schindler's List? Did it? Yeah, 1993. Yeah. How did yeah. he do both? Because well, Spielberg. God damn it, Spielberg. <laughs> because Spielberg. And this, the music gets God ominous. God damn it, Spielberg. The music, why does the music get ominous when his name comes up at the very <laughs> end? <laughs> because Amblin. he's watching the us end, right or now. or is it? Again, thank you, Stephen. <laughs> thank you, thank Zach. You. Thanks. Yeah. This is um, fun. Yeah, I've, I've any, been Adam. Any remaining thoughts from anyone? Are we pretty wrapped? You know, I still love this movie. It's good. It's confirmed at this viewing. Good yeah. movie. Confirmed. Did you have your doubts? Did you have your doubts? I wasn't sure I haven't seen it for a little while, but you know, it's good. All yeah, right. It's a decent movie. Well, well, I'm Adam. I'm Dax. And thank you for listening to Cinepraisal. Yeah. Tune in next. Um, Whenever you watch a movie that we've done a commentary for. <laughs> good night. Good night. And Godspeed. Sweet Prince. Godspeed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, that was one hell of a movie we just watched, right? Oh my god, I loved it when the, the one person did it, the other thing. It had ups, it had downs. It was there were p- images that moved in sequence. I felt something. I felt like I had, um, you know, I'd been there, and I had lived that life or lives with that person or people. Well said. <laughs> And with that, let's do some housekeeping. <laughs> uh, 
You just heard us talk for a while about a movie, then you know what it was. We don't have to tell you. Uh, but we wanted to plug a few things. Well, I mean, if you want to talk to us directly about movies, you can hit us up on our Facebook page. Cinepraisal. Uh, or on Twitter. Cinepraisal. Or on Instagram. Cinepraisal. This was an easy name to get across the board, luckily. Yeah. Apparently no one thought about this ahead of time. <laughs> so, C-I-N-E-P-P-R-A-I-S-A-L. That's us. <laughs> that doesn't have to stay in. <laughs> Adam's just like has this blank stare on his face. <laughs> you guys have a good night. Um. <laughs> <laughs>If you'd like to follow me, uh, I'm at Dak Schaefer, D-A-X-S-C-H-A-F-F-E-R, on Instagram and Twitter and all that junk. Uh, if you want to follow me, you can visit my website, ofdistantlands.com, uh, or I'm on the social medias as at Dungeons and Daleks. And Adam, you have a book, don't you? I do have a book. When... Where can people buy this book? Uh, it is available wherever fine books are sold online. So basically, Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Um, you can get it as an ebook. You can get it as a beautiful hardcover. Which uh, this guy over here, who I'm pointing at, but you don't know who I'm pointing at. He's literally the only other person in the room. <laughs> Dax did some gorgeous cover art for it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And uh, underneath the dust jacket, there is secret cover art. Oh my God. Uh, and what's the name of this fine book? The book is called Distant Lands of Sand and the Men Who Died There, which is a much longer title than it seemed when I was typing <laughs> it's it. Nice, nice and I was going to say nice and concise. <laughs> it is to the point, though. You know exactly what it's about. Cinepraisal is supported in part by Ko-Fi and viewers like you. <laughs> no, okay, so I can do this. I can do this. How, how are we phrasing it? Hey, you know, we love doing this, and if you enjoy it and you want to help us out, maybe you can hit us up on Ko-Fi. That's ko-fi.com slash cinepraisal. Uh, so thank you. And uh, keep, keep watching, watching movies. movies.